0: The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze
1: Radio Network. It's great to have you with us, Triple Eight 93393. Friday we like to have some fun let our hair down a little bit on Fridays and uh sort of hear from you so whatever's on your mind it could be anything from the week or some other week doesn't really matter uh whatever's on your mind that you'd like to talk to us about feel free 888-900-3393 it uh it could be on the Harvey Weinstein thing the NFL situation might be on one of those conspiracy theories that we heard about. Was that last week or the week before, where we kind of got into oh, the yeah. chemtrails and all of that? Mm-hmm. Uh, the gayness of the frogs because the, the water is turning the friggin' frogs gay. They absolutely are. Uh, you know the fluoride situation, which uh, it's killing so many. I, I guess I, the most poisonous substance on earth, which it isn't, but still. Still, it's hazardous, uh, and they put they do put it in everything. They do put it in, in uh, you know it's in a lot of water supplies. It's obviously in our toothpaste. It's in mouthwash. It's it's everywhere, just like chicken man.
2: You know where it's not is in uh, West Yellowstone,
1: Montana. They don't have yeah fluorine.
2: The water was now, very cold.
1: Why, why would you? <laughs> Why would you know that? Because why would you know that? Uh, because British I was Keith. traveling up there to Yellowstone
2: uh, over the Fourth of July,
1: and you and the
2: water was drank the water so good and it was uh-huh. so cold that yeah, I'm, I'm a And geek. you asked,
1: hey, why is the water so good up here? I'm a, it's because there's no fluoride no, in it. I, like they try to poison everybody else. No,
2: I I am a geek and I googled the uh, West Yellowstone Water Department and it said that yeah. it, that that they don't have to put fluoride in it because it's that clean. It, there's, mm. there's fluoride naturally happening. In the the water. In the water. Plenty of fluoride just naturally in it. They they have the ability Mm. to, they don't even clean the water there.
1: Well, it's, when you go to Montana, you realize that water that comes out of the faucet can be both clean and cold. Because when you live in Texas, it smells like fish sometimes, (laughs) or it smells like chemicals, or it smells like sewer water. I mean, it's, you you never know what you're going to get, depending on where, in what municipality you live. And uh, it's always hot coming out of the faucet because it's always so hot here, warming up the reservoirs. Mm-hmm. But in Montana, it'll stay cold because, you know, they don't heat up the reservoirs like like the sun does here.
2: In July, it was ice cold there.
1: <clears throat> I, I just love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Uh, 888-900-3393. Again, uh, it's kind of open to whatever you want to talk about today. Uh, some people call that Open Line Fridays. Some people call that closed-line Fridays. I believe that's what Glenn calls it. Hmm. Uh, uh, We're just saying that you can call us with whatever you want to talk about. Uh, In the meantime, I talked about this on Glenn's radio show a few minutes ago. This is astounding to me. Yahoo News has this story about penguins in Antarctica, which is the only place, pretty much, that penguins live. So, you know, it had to come from Antarctica. But they're claiming that Antarctica, that whole continent, is warming faster than just about anywhere else in the world due to global warming. It's affecting Antarctica supposedly more than anywhere else. But then there's a story in Yahoo News about mass starvation wiping out thousands of penguin chicks in Antarctica with unusually thick sea ice. Okay, well, unusually thick sea ice? That seems... When you, you might think initially that's caused by cold, but hmm. I'm sure that can't be right because we're talking about global warming here. Uh, but apparently it's forced their parents to forage further for food. And while they're waiting for the parents to get back with the food, they starve to death. And so conservationists are calling this a catastrophic breeding failure. <laughs> so they, first of all, uh, place the blame right on the penguins themselves. The penguin parents are just plain stupid. They didn't have their babies in the right place. They had to go too far for food. Then they attribute the disaster to extensive sea ice late in the summer. Now you're talking sea ice in the summer that's yeah. extensive. That doesn't seem like a warming problem either. So that, but that did mean that the adults had to go further, um, and. Scientist Jan Ropert Kudert, who's a senior penguin scientist at the Antarctica uh, Research Center. I, who knew there was a position like senior penguin scientist? Yeah. I, you know, I've only had the uh, I, I've only had the ability to, to aspire to junior penguin scientist, and yeah. I didn't even make it that far. I didn't even get there. Well, got to uh, my ambition didn't take me nearly far enough mm-hmm. in the penguin scientist world. Uh, but he lives in the research s- uh, station, which is adjacent to the penguin colony. And he says that the region was impacted by environmental changes like the breakup of the Mertz Glacier. You might have heard about that when the big glacier broke off. It's one of the biggest of all time. And that had nothing to do with global warming. And the stories at the time even admitted it had nothing to do with global warming. It just happens. It's a natural occurrence. But there are other factors, he said, needed to have a zero penguin baby year. And that's a mix of temperature, wind direction, and strength. A mix of temperature? Well, like what? Uh, warmer. So it could be warmer temperatures, could be colder temperatures, could be hot wind, could be. It, uh, apparently, it can't be cold wind because they say nothing about cold in this entire article. What kind of temperature mix and strong wind do you need? Will superheated, unusually warm climate change temperatures and hot wind cause increased ice? <laughs> I don't think so. But they don't want to say it. And it's, it's just interesting to watch the maneuvering being done by the Yahoo News reporter who wrote this article. Uh, who mentions that this has happened before. Four years ago, the same colony um, failed to produce a single chick. And that was because of heavy sea ice. I mean, that's cold. But the article says heavy sea ice combined with unusually warm weather and rain, followed by a rapid drop in temperature. Now, a drop in temperature would also bring cold. Cold. Yeah. Uh, And so the, the baby chicks froze to death. In Antarctica? They're penguins. Really? Huh. But they don't mention that it was cold. The entire article. Thus, you know they continue to uh, just try to jam this global warming agenda down our throats. Former uh, Vice President Al Gore labeled a British reporter a climate denier after he pressed the former vice president about scientific claims made in his recent, recently released global warming film. It, it's kind of interesting because uh, we would love to have him on and challenge him about some of his beliefs. Mm-hmm but he won't come on. He, I, I tried the first time An Inconvenient Truth came out in 2006 and we begged him and pleaded with him to come on and, and finally got them to agree that, okay, if you go see the movie with an open mind, uh, uh, we'll get Al on, which I went to the stupid movie with an open mind and uh, it was ridiculous. But anyway, we didn't tell them that. and we, Then we came back to him and said, yeah, so we're ready. We saw the movie. We're all set. No, he, he doesn't have time now. So he won't go anywhere where he might be challenged. And when this reporter asked him about some of the claims he was making, here's his question. Are you a denier? I, when Clark tried to finish his question, Gore said, you are a denier. He questioned one part of Gore's movie that cuts from Gore on his melting glacier to a flooded street in Miami beach with a voiceover from Gore, making a strong connection between melting ice And flooding in Miami, which it's proven fact, one has nothing to do with the other. The implication is that sea level rise is happening frighteningly quickly, and it is all down to carbon emissions, if not nature's revenge for all those hanging chads, which denied him (laughs) victory, uh, Clark wrote, wrote. Clark was curious about the claim, though. And by the way, he is on board with global warming. He is not a denier. He just was looking to find the extent of it, and so, and he was quoting a scientist who's also on board with global warming, and Gore accused him of being a den- a denier. So really, unless and this is why they keep saying that uh, the discussion is over. There's there's no debate on this anymore. It, we've got consensus and it's unanimous. Uh, there is global warming. It is caused by man. It is catastrophic, and we must have carbon tax. If you don't, if you're not on board with all four of those things, then you're a climate denier, and it's it's getting pretty scary. This is why we talk about it uh, so much. This is one of mine and uh, and Stu's pet issues because this is the new communism. Green is the new red. This this is the way that they take control over societies by going in the back door through global warming nonsense and taking away our rights through global warming regulations and putting upon us egregious taxes that don't make any sense, like carbon emissions, like what we're breathing right now outward, that would be taxed because it's a pollutant. What trees give off? is a pollutant. I mean, it's it's absolute madness. But if you're not in, on board with it, it's starting to get to the point where people are suggesting and being listened to when they suggest it, that there be charges brought for people who deny it. And you can't just say, well, I'm looking into it. Well, there it's possible, but is it as bad as you're making it out? You can't even, then you're a denier. There is no kind of question you can ask about this there is no doubt you can have that's okay. You, you just can't look at this from an intellectual point of view. You just have to believe their nonsense or else. Or else they just beat you down. Uh, 888-900-3393. Let me tell you about this uh, campaign from uh, Victoria Hearst. The name might sound familiar because she's part of the Hearst family. And the Hearst Corporation owns Cosmopolitan magazine known as Cosmo. Well, Victoria has started a uh, campaign called Cosmo Hurts Kids. Now, she doesn't want Cosmo to go out of business. She, she doesn't want to uh, edit their magazine for them. She's, she's, not, she's not trying to censor anybody. All she wants is for the state's material to harmful to minor laws be applied to Cosmopolitan Magazine because she believes it contains pornography. And if you've ever seen it and you're concerned about your children, I bet you think the same way. So if you'd like to learn more about the campaign and how you can get involved to keep this in, out of the hands of children, go to CosmoHurtsKids.com. We all believe in the First Amendment, but we just want to take a stand against pornography being sold to any kids under the age of 18. Visit cosmohertzkids dot com. That's cosmohertzkids.com.
0: Pat Gray unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns.
1: All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We talk about Harvey Weinstein, you know, climate change, uh, conspiracy theories, the NFL kneeling situation, whatever you want from the week or weeks past. It's uh, all up to you because it's Friday. Uh, here's what. Uh, here's one of the things Al claimed from his movies uh, about what's going on in Miami uh, when he was when he was asked in two thousand six. You made about the about following
3: comments as part Wallace. of your. Publicity for the the movie. You said unless we took quote drastic measures, the world mm-hmm. would reach a point of no return within ten years, and you called it a true planetary emergency. Right. we eleven years later. Oh. weren't you wrong? No emergency. Well,
4: we have seen a, a decline in emissions for the first on, on a global She's... basis. For the first time, they've stabilized and started to decline. So some I of the responses mm, of the slow. last ten years have helped, but uh... okay. So it goes from.
1: Uh, this is going to take a long time uh, to turn around. In the last 10 years, we've already turned it around. Okay, but then it kind of contradicts that because it's not turned
4: around. Unfortunately and regrettably, Uh a lot of serious damage has been done. Oh, I see. Greenland, for example, is losing one cubic kilometer of ice every single day. I went down to Miami and saw fish from the ocean swimming in the streets. (laughs) He went down to Miami and thaw fish from the ocean
1: swimming in the streets. It's called high tide, Al. That's not called Greenland is melting.
4: It's high tide, and it happens sometimes in Miami on a sunny day. On a the sunny day, the same thing day. was true in Honolulu just two days ago, just from high tides because of the sea level rise. Now, no, we that's are not going to suffer some of these consequences, but it's just a lie, a flat-out uh, bald-faced lie.
1: 888-900-3393. Uh, Brad in North Carolina. Hi, uh, you're on the blaze.
5: Hey. I'm hey. Hey. not an authority on penguin reproduction. I've got a segue to the topic of Hillary and uh, Weinstein. Okay. Um, I was uh, kind of amused by reading the articles here reporting that she uh, claims she's going to return the money because she donates 10% a year to a uh, minimum of 10% a year uh, to, to charitable uh, organizations. Uh-huh. Um, this, this could be continued uh, dishonesty, deceit, and even criminal behavior by by Hillary because the money that was donated, my understanding is that it was made to her campaign. Um, and her giving money of her own to... Did we lose him? Campaign
1: oh, the, oh, there you are. Okay, her giving yes, money so on, on her own gone. to what? We, we missed some of what you were saying. She's well, she's giving money to on to, her own. She's,
5: yeah. Her purse. But these were funds that were these were donations that were made to her campaign account.
6: Right. Yeah. Which would
5: suggest a commingling of funds. There is a mechanism. And I've I run for political office. There is a mechanism to return donations from a political from a
1: campaign hmm. account. Nobody ever does that. But yes.
5: Well, if she's if she's equating giving making a donation that she can deduct on her personal income taxes to returning his money from a campaign account, they're not alike at all.
1: Right, that's really true. That's exactly right. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how that. Appreciate the call, Brad. And nobody's even going to bring that up. You know, they're not in in the mainstream media. They won't they won't challenge her on that. Where are these funds coming from? Uh, how do you know it's. Uh, how do you separate what was donated to your campaign, what was donated to your foundation, mm-hmm. and what you have in your personal accounts? Where's this money coming from? Be interesting to find all that out. Yeah, uh, but we never will.
7: Nope.
1: Is it Harv in Illinois? You're on the Blaze. Hi. Good morning. Hey. Uh,
5: I wanted to I wanted to touch on your uh, the penguin,
6: chick yes, ha- yes. Ha-
5: having having Tragity. expired mm-hmm. with uh, with a response that. It's probably the, the hollow, you know, there's a hollow earth and, and, and all the Nazis are now living down there and, and they're, they're probably hungry and they're just, you know, that's the only huh. thing they've got down there. And why right. would you eat an old penguin? You know, you're going to have to, you probably would crave them, them younger ones, you know, just the way the left usually does.
1: So you're, you're saying this is the <laughs> hollow earth conspiracy, not the flat yeah. earth. Is it flat as well as hollow or is it just hollow but round?
5: I think there's a everything but an earth conspiracy, like there's an actual round earth conspiracy <laughs> created by God, so.
1: Yeah, thanks, Harv, appreciate it. 888 thirty three ninety three. with your comments. Again, it's pretty much whatever you want to talk about today. We'd like to hear from you. Uh, anything that's on your mind that we maybe haven't covered or something we did cover and you weren't able to get through? Dave in Ohio, you're on the blaze.
8: Al Gore's a douchebag, and uh, there's yes. a lot of reasons why, but basically he's pushing this for, like, with uh, basically the U.N., with the um, global warming, is that it correlates a lot. A lot of stuff they're doing right now is just it's not right now that they're trying to get it done, just push forward, push forward, especially with the younger generation and, you know, indoctrinated men to believe all this crap, is that what it is especially, one of the biggest ones I believe, is the global warming, this, that, now that's bad. The HP laws are trying to push, like in California laws. It's really the guns because once they disarm Americans they will run rough shot and they'll do it they will jail you for not believing in whatever they want you to believe in
1: yeah well this you're only saying in, that you're only saying that dave because it's happened in every single case where that's been done across exactly. this planet exactly
8: and us in Austin, Switzerland I believe the only two that the people can own really you know own guns and uh yeah. basically that's what's it's going to happen it won't happen in the next um election term it won't happen in 10 years the next about 50 years see how this country's doing and unfortunately so it's not looking too promising because in 1979, the Department of Education was started from the you know, the Carter administration, and basically through funding the states, which goes to the uh, counties, to the cities, towns, villages, blah, 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 basically, they're just, uh, they fund them. They're so relied upon the government funding that basically they're implementing everything they want them to teach the kids. Mm-hmm. That's why you're getting away from teaching the kids mathematics and basically reading and writing to now diversity studies and all this other crap that these kids are like, all the technology in the palm of their hand, and no offense, they're not that smart. They're actually <laughs> become. I'm serious. It's, it's, I know. It's very sad. You, it have, you have a library, computer in hand, anything you want to learn about. No, I want to see what my friend's doing right now. It's, it's, it's so horrible. It's it horrifying. And it should be Al Jazeera Gore. That's what I've been calling him since he made that deal with <laughs> like uh, Kartar. Al <laughs> no, Jazeera Gore, like that. that's his new name.
1: All right. But thank you very much. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Uh, 888-900-3393. Uh, you know, I don't think it'll take 50 years. He mentioned that yeah. it won't happen this week. It may, may not happen this term. It might not happen with the next guy. And it might not. But I have, we have seen change on such a rapid scale that I'm pretty convinced that anything that they try to do along those lines can happen very, very quickly. It's, it's unbelievable. Look how quickly. All the Democrats were against same-sex marriage when they ran in 2008. Then, all of a sudden, they were all for it in 2012 and 13, and it happened. And so, same-sex marriage across the land. All the Democrats were silent on the transgender issues and this pronoun thing. Now, all of a sudden, it's everywhere. And to the point where, in California, they passed legislation that if you don't use a proper pronoun in a in a senior care home for a transgender senior, you can actually go to jail for a year. I <laughs> just this can happen much more quickly than fifty years. Yeah. Uh, especially if Americans don't finally take a stand, if we don't rise up and say something about it, uh, they'll just steamroll us.
2: It's no longer where we're headed. It's where we are.
1: Yeah. Robert in North Carolina, you're on the blaze.
2: Hello, sir. How are you?
1: Good.
9: Um, I've just had a couple comments on the uh, climate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't stand on either side of the fence. I'm just an observer. Okay. Um,
1: You're pretty neutral about global warming?
9: Well, I'm, I'm neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked outside all my life, and I can tell you it is getting warmer here. Uh, but also... My theory is on why there's more sea ice in some areas and less in others Mm -hmm. is our entire climate is, you know, the entire system is intertwined. Yes. You got, if you have more heat in the water and the oceans, Mm -hmm. it's going to affect ocean currents and wind currents. Mm -hmm. So you could actually have more cold being brought into areas that it's normally warm and vice versa okay in other words some people say like we've had some bad winters well how can we have bad winters if we have global warming Yeah. well my theory is is because if there's more energy in the system Mm -hmm. you have more chance of uh... the jet stream or whatever it is Bringing cold air further yeah. south than it normally would.
1: Sure, but uh, these things happen in in the right. in the climate of the Earth, and they're just cyclical. And so sometimes we go through warming, sometimes we go through through cooling. That's why we've had ice ages. That's why we don't have an ice age now because it got cold, then it warmed up again. I mean, this just happens as a natural occurrence in the Earth. And yes, appreciate the call, by the way, Robert. Uh, and yes, this the the ocean and the patterns. Of, of the ocean currents have a lot to do with it but they act as though they had no idea any of that was going to happen in all of their climate models they're they're saying that we're going to get this vast amount of warming in the next couple of years and then they all of a sudden stop and realize wait the ocean absorbed some of that heat and we actually heard this report from CBS News, and it was everywhere. Carbon emissions also trap heat. Today's report shows oceans have absorbed 90% of that heat, raising <laughs> ocean temperatures by
10: half a degree. Okay. Had all that heat gone into the atmosphere, air temperatures could have risen by more than 200 degrees.
1: <laughs> okay, it's a ludicrous statement. Because had had all of that heat gone into the atmosphere instead of the ocean, the temperature would have raised by 200 degrees. Well, maybe, but that's not how the earth works. The earth works better than that. And that's what we're trying to tell these buffoons. The earth has a way of dealing with the things that are thrown at it and taking care of that and healing itself. It's, it's just, it's nuts. Mm-hmm. 888-933-93. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up.
0: Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network.
1: This California fire, man, 31 people have have been killed, Uh, 460 are missing. Now, you hope that in every case, it's just because, you know, their cell phone service isn't available and they're they're staying somewhere away from where the fire is spreading and we just haven't heard where they are yet. Certainly hope. Uh, An amazing story about a couple who were overcome by the flames very very quickly, they apparently f- figured out that uh, the fire was several miles from them, eleven miles away, and then they heard it was forty miles away. So they they were they were thinking, okay, well we'll stay here, and then when it gets closer, if it does, it'll be time to it'll be time to evacuate. We'll be able to figure that out later, and their concerned <clears throat> daughter called him from San Francisco. And said, hey, you guys should think about evacuating. It's coming your way. And the mom was like, well, yeah, we are thinking about that. And we're putting some things in the truck, getting ready to evacuate if we need to. Well, all of a sudden, the winds kicked up. And they were like dry hurricane force. And so the fire was on them in the middle of the night. They got into their two cars. They drove down the street, blocked off by walls of flames. Everywhere they went, completely surrounded. And so then it started closing in on their neighborhood. It's burning their neighbor's homes down. And now they're in huge trouble. And there's no escape for them. I can't imagine. And the husband said, "Uh, there's the pool next door. Our neighbor's pool, we could get in that. And so that's exactly what they did. They went next door to their neighbor's pool and submerged themselves in the pool for six hours. As their neighbor's home... And their home and everybody else in the neighborhood's home burned to the ground. Man. And there they were in the pool, 55 degree weather, uh, freezing their butts off, but alive and, and OK.
2: That is unreal.
1: Oh, man. And, and he's 70. She's 65. Um, and so they just spent the night in the pool and uh, and got through it somehow. Just uh, incredible stories. But they lost everything they had, obviously. Really tragic. So uh, there's that, whether the Harvey Weinstein situation, uh, the global warming, which I guess is causing the fires, because certainly we didn't have any sure. fire. There was no fire before global warming.
2: You know what? I think that's an accurate statement.
1: Yeah. No fire at all until like 20 years ago. 888 900 Julian, Illinois. You're on the blaze. Hi.
2: Hi Pat.
11: Um, Hi. I just wanted to make a comment on Harvey Weinstein. I was sexually harassed about twenty years ago that mm. this guy, um, it was my boss. He came behind the cash the counter where the cash register was. I was on the phone with a customer, um, he touched my breast. Oh man. Um, and then he went to reach down further and I hung up on the customer and then he had told his boss that um, I hung up on a customer. No, there was no. He didn't say why. He, I mean, he didn't tell the truth, of course. Of course. And so, as I was also watching Hillary Clinton and her eyes be real big and just blatantly, I'm sorry, lie. Um, you don't forget something like this, and you, and I'm mm-hmm. just wondering, like with Gwyneth Paltrow, and her dad was a producer. If I was her age, I would have been the first one to go to my dad and tell my dad oh, definitely. who was a producer because I can't see mm-hmm. Harvey Weinstein at that time being that big 20 years ago. And I would have told my father, I mean, I w- I, because that stays with you forever, and I think because these women are older now, and they're basically dinosaurs to Hollywood. Yeah. So I'm wondering... Who, who Harvey had dealt with that are in their 20s now that may be coming out because that's basically the, the age he was going for
1: right yeah it's it's uh it's astounding in your particular case uh <clears throat> did the truth come out about your boss
11: oh no they they would not um oh, he I got I got an attorney I needed a a witness I didn't have one all the guys were totally against me then two guys mm. Then they got, when these guys left or andor got fired, they came to me and they actually told me the truth that they were trying to cash my last check, but they had to call me up anyway because I had two coats of theirs that they were renting with my name on it. So they wanted those coats back, otherwise, they were going to have to pay for the coats. And so I went in there, and I'm thinking, you know, this that, that was all wrong. It was all, and, it's, it, and there was not nothing I could do about it. So, you know, who mm. knows what he's doing now? Yeah, um, probably the same but, thing
1: if nobody stopped him.
11: Right, and yeah. there was not nothing I could do about it because nobody wanted to hear my case. Nobody wanted to bother with it. But I came forward, and I'm wondering mm. that these like the Hollywood elite, they got their careers established so they could come out now. They got yeah. their money. Yeah. Now they could come out and say what they want. Definitely. But I, because I wouldn't be that weak. I would like to be think that I would be a better person. And so it would not happen to anybody else. I'd come out and speak up.
1: Appreciate it. Thanks, Julie. Uh, really sad. Hopefully it's a different environment now for women. I, I would hope, you know, that when you when you say your boss is harassed, you're at least taken seriously. And Hillary, Hillary Clinton said that we should believe everybody who says they've been harassed or raped. And, I, you know, I don't know, because there are false claims. Certainly the Duke Lacrosse case is maybe the most high profile in history. Uh, but they have to be taken seriously, and you got to look into it at least. And then ask around, is there anybody else who's experienced something like this? But this situation in Hollywood, is, I'm convinced, is going to be all-consuming because it's already swept in all of these actresses, a bunch of actors, including Ben Affleck, who who's acted inappropriately in the past. Uh, Oliver Stone, who apparently approached some woman at a party and just grabbed her breast and made a honking noise. I mean, good heavens. Man. These guys are slobs. And and all these slobs and buffoons can't get away with it. And so it's, it's going to come out now because now you've, push that snowball down the hill and it's gaining some steam uh jan in arkansas you're on the blaze
12: hi good morning morning good morning okay um i listened to a promo yesterday of what you had said on the show about walmart you know coming into your home and delivering for you and using that one-time code and the thought occurred to me and maybe it's because i was listening to glenn's show horrible thought uh that possibly couldn't the government eventually just decide well we don't need a warrant or a writ or anything to go into someone's home while they're not there and do a search for whatever because you know there's the precedent from the courts about the phone calls so what's the difference we're we're you know we have a third company or a third party as a company you know keeping record of our phone calls Back in the seventies, and so the court said, "Well, you know, no expectation of privacy." Well, now you're going to let someone into your home. What's the difference?
1: Yeah, I, there's always that uh, healthy suspicion of what could happen. We have to have that, and we have to we have to keep an eye on that. Thanks for the call, Jen. That's why these things are, you know, they're they're making a lot of people nervous, including me, because you've invited all of these devices into your home, and all of these devices can be accessed by the company. And you know, police if they if they needed to or wanted to, and the and the company allowed them to, and in many cases companies do allow them to. So yeah, you always have to have your eye on that. And as technology develops, there's going to be more and more of these situations. Stuart in Virginia, you're on the blaze.
13: Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. Uh, good afternoon, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, Pat, look, yes. let me tell you something. You know, I'm a conservative, but whenever I, I give credit where credits due, when the Democrats run. When they're in charge, mm-hmm. they rule it with an iron fist. They yes. get their agenda through. Yeah, they do. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I, I've been married four to six years, and I told my bride this morning, I said, Michelle, let me tell you something. I said, I guess these guys, now that we're Republicans are up there controlling the Senate, that's the problem. I said, I think they've had, a, maybe they got a group deal on it, but all of them have had vasectomies. And all they're doing is shooting blanks. And they, the lady senator from Maine mm-hmm. and the lady senator from Alaska, they're happy they're doing it. That's all I have to say, sir. Yeah,
1: appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Uh, they're worse than shooting blanks. Uh, they've been, I mean, they've had their unit cut off. Wow. Yeah. They're eunuchs they're at this point. Huh. Republican eunuchs. That's all we have in office. Ooh,
2: that should replace Rhino.
1: <laughs> yes. You've yes. come up
2: with a new way to say that.
1: <laughs> Uh, Lisa in Colorado, you're on the blaze.
14: Hey, are you there? Yep. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Um, love the show. I just Thank wanted you. to make a comment. It was back to the fellow that called in about the politician, about Hillary uh, returning the campaign funds. Mm-hmm. And, and you said that there was a politician would never do that. It, back when Romney was running against Obama, I actually got a, I donated in little increments of about $35 here and there. Mm-hmm. And I actually had a credit. Uh, a couple of days after the election, for thirty-five dollars.
1: <laughs> did you really? I did. Nice. Wow. Well, so I
14: thought there are there are some people out there with integrity, and you know, I, I mm. as much as as I liked Mitt Romney is a little moderate for me. I tend mm-hmm. to be a more libertarian leaning conservative, but yeah, the he at least had integrity.
6: Well, yeah, <laughs> so, I th-
1: and I think that was the problem a lot of people had with him. He was too squeaky clean. Okay, he's too honest. He's too good a guy. You don't want him in office because of that. I mean, that's all <laughs> we heard when Romney was running. Thanks, Lisa. Uh, was that? Oh, he's 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 too perfect. I mean, his hair is even in place all the time. So, what did you want to see? His hair all disheveled and wearing dirty jeans and a, a t-shirt with a gravy stain on it and. Uh,
2: so wait a minute. I thought he was a really bad guy cuz didn't he put a dog on a roof and give somebody a haircut?
1: Yeah, between the two there were two narratives. One, and that's how <laughs> clean the guy was. They had to go back to when he was 25 years old on a family vacation and this is what people did at the time. They put the dog cage up on the oh, yeah. up, up on the roof of the car My when they traveled cuz they wanted to take the dog with them. Yeah. It's crazy. My dog would love that actually. Plus, he gave the haircut to the kid, supposedly when he was eighteen. Remember that they Wait. held him down and gave him a haircut. So he was a <laughs> barber. And... That's how clean Romney is. That's all they had on him. Uh, and then you had the absolute lies coming out of the face of Harry Reid that he never paid his income hadn't paid income tax in tw- in ten years, hmm. proven to be a lie. Uh, and then Reid said afterwards, hey, "It worked, didn't it? Didn't it?" I mean, that is he didn't win, did he? Just despicable. Totally despicable. despicable. Brent in Florida, you're on the Blaze. Hi.
13: It's um, it's pretty obvious that um, the Penguins are not dying. They have joined a cult. <laughs> they leave. They join a cult. Wow. Their their leader smokes. He likes to use a, a cigarette holder. Wears a stupid top hat. They plan sinister. <laughs> and lives
1: in Gotham City.
13: <laughs> they plan sinister <laughs> things in Gotham City. Uh huh. And, and as a result, we are seeing more and more of these penguins joining this mm-hmm. and leaving and article. Mm-hmm.
1: That's a good and- point. I, I hadn't considered that. You may be right, Brent. Appreciate it. I remember the, uh, the original, and maybe you don't remember this, Keith. You might be too young. But the original Batman series from sure. the 60s that I used to see in reruns mm-hmm. in the 70s. The penguin would waddle around and he'd say wah, 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 all the time. Uh-huh. The, in the new Gotham series, the penguin doesn't do that, right? Have you, have you ever watched Gotham?
2: Not the new one, but I've I know seen the a few old, of the episodes.
1: Yeah. And it's you know much more gritty, obviously, uh, and a little bit hipper. Yeah. And so the penguin doesn't seem like a penguin. But in the 60s, uh-huh. they actually made him act like a penguin. <laughs> I, I mean, look. And he always had a tuxedo on. Well, I'm
2: telling you, man, one of the most underrated things in television history are the bam and the pow and all that good stuff that would oh, pop yeah. up on the screen. That was fun. You gotta love that.
1: All right. Uh, you can call us anytime during the course of the day with whatever's on your mind. 888 thirty three ninety three. Maybe it's uh, something we covered this week. Maybe it's something you want covered or you just haven't had a chance to speak out about it. 888 thirty three ninety three. I got to tell you about providing a solid foundation for the survival of your family and has there ever been a time when that's it's more obvious that you need this? Our, our country was founded on old-fashioned values, like caring for yourself during downward times, emergency preparedness, being prepared for any eventuality. And, and the other thing is, that just gives you peace of mind. It alleviates the fear. You don't have to worry about it. When you've got the food part taken care of, uh, then you can go on to other things. So, call my Patriot Supply. They're America's most trusted emergency food storage provider. I trusted them with, with my food storage, uh, and you should too. Right now, you can get a 102 serving survival food kit that just kind of gets your foot in the door of survival and maybe provides you know, either a month for just one person or a week for four, which is a great way to go. 102-serving survival food kit for just for less than a dollar per serving. 888-411-5293 is the number. 888 5293 It includes breakfast, it includes lunch, and dinner. And it's delicious. Call them today or just go online at preparewithpat.com. That's preparewithpat.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed. And send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network.
0: Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: It's Friday. You can call us uh, with whatever's on your mind today. 888 thirty three ninety three. We don't have to be talking about it at the time. You can uh, talk about you know, the NFL kneeling situation, the protests going on there if you want. Uh, the Harvey Weinstein thing. Hmm. Uh, whatever's on your mind. Global warming. Cakes or pies? Um, you can also, cakes or pies. Okay. Yeah. Uh, although that might not be really helpful because I'm really hungry right now. <laughs> Uh, you can also tweet us during the show at Pat Unleashed. Got some tweets coming in. <laughs> yeah, Gd Chapel
2: says that I've talked with people who said they've talked to Trump directly, and they said aliens affect penguins.
1: Aliens yeah, affect so it's penguins. aliens.
2: Okay. Uh, let's see here. Um, I don't know how he does it, but somehow Pat sounds more like Al Gore than Al Gore does.
1: Okay. <laughs> it's our ethu voice that are causing this penguin problem. And fish are swimming in the streets of Miami on sunny days.
2: Ah, that's from uh, DM and DM. And then mm-hmm. we have, uh, let's see, Mike Herman at uh, tweets. Uh, we just need a visit from Michael Jackson to kick off the weekend. Is there any chance of that? Uh, oh,
1: hee hee. we It's horrifying. Why would you want to hear from Michael Jackson, who's been dead for eight years? Ah, because those were the good old days. Almost nine years. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I love the 12 year old boy children. Oh. oh!
2: You know, Michael, there was a time when you were the craziest thing in the news. Boy, yeah. that seems like
1: <laughs> that's normalizing. Those now. days aren't I coming mean, back. Those I, Doesn't he? He seems right. positively normal compared to what's going normal. on now. Uh, Donna uh, in uh, Indiana. Hi, you're on the Blaze. Good afternoon, Pat. Hey.
15: Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Uh, I want to talk about something that hasn't been covered. Mm-hmm. It's about the wild horses and burros that you and I have. They belong to the American people.
1: You're right. They're I on, have um, not talked about land. wild horses at all. Hmm. <laughs> that, is a, Why? that is a true fact. We haven't talked about no, wild Not horses. enough,
2: at least. Not on air.
1: Okay, so what is the issue with them?
15: Uh, there's a slaughter bill that's in the Department of the Interior um, budget budget. For 2018, and BLM, the Bureau of Land Management, my cousin, when I was talking to him about this, thought I was talking about Black Lives Matter, and I go, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's the Bureau of Land Management wants to oh. slaughter what they deem excess wild horses in burrows.
1: Wait, so there's and, there's a bill pending that would allow the BLM to go out and kill horses?
15: They are rounding them up right now. The Why? Last two weeks, because they... Um, Rent the public lands that you and I own as taxpayers to ranchers, and the ranchers want the horses gone. They've already relegated the horses and burrows to very small degrees of the public lands. They're on marginal land as is.
1: What kind of what, what kind of nuisance are the horses to the ranchers?
15: They're not. Other than the fact they want them gone because they feel they're in competition to the cattle, but the horses. Are protected by federal law. President Nixon and the Congress protected them in 1971 with the Wild Horse and Burrow Act. And they're on public land, and the ranchers are renting the public land. So there are two uh, bills um, in the Appropriations Committee, and that's where we need you and your viewers, please, and I'm a viewer, to call your senators. And the Appropriations Committee, they vote on the 19th next week.
1: Uh, we're looking uh, at a story, uh, Donna, I don't know if you're aware of this. We're looking at a story right now that says the U.S. government halted the Wyoming Wild Horse Roundup.
15: They only did that because the judge has to rule today, and they've taken thousands of horses in in the last two weeks. They've killed 12. They even ran, they use helicopters, Pat, to run the horses into the traps. They separated a weak old foal Mm. of the curly herd. I don't know if you know what curly horses are, but they're a rare breed that you and I own as as citizens of the United States. They captured the whole herd, separated this weak old foal from its mother with a helicopter, and you and I are paying for that. Mm. But there are two bills. There's the SAFE Act, S-A-F-E Act, and the Udall-Graham Amendment that will stop slaughter in its tracks if we can get enough people to call the congress Hmm. and i guess you can call the white house too and um it's the blm is out of control the more that i do research as a citizen the sicker i get so if please if you guys would Hmm. feature it if american people they say 80 percent of the american people do not want slaughter back in the united states and they're shipping the horses to Mexico and to Canada. BLM is not to do that. They've broken the law in the last 10 years and done it. So it – and it goes to Mm – and Secretary Zinke wanted a slaughter plant in Montana. So he is – you know, he wants the horses gone too. But my main
1: thing that I'm
15: asking, Pat, is that Mm -hmm. people please call and stop it because those horses belong to us. They're iconic yeah, we don't eat horses in
1: the I United States. I can't think of States. a reason. Appreciate the call, Donna. I can't think of a reason you'd want horses slaughtered. What kind of nuisance? I mean, they're not eating livestock. They're not attacking people. Maybe they're grazing a little bit. I i mean, I, that's really strange. Is this and she all? quoted the, the 80% number. 80% of Americans don't want slaughter. So 20% of Americans <laughs> do? Right. Yeah, kill, kill all the horses. Yeah, it, it should have killed them a long time ago. Why would, you, no, I, I, why would you be in favor of
2: slaughtering horses? I hate to think of this being a correlation, but didn't the Obama administration make it legal to sell horse meat uh, a couple years ago?
1: It sure sounds familiar. Huh. I think I think they did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bizarre. Uh, Rick in Missouri, you're on the Blaze. Hi.
16: Hi, Pat. Hey, hey. listen, like our show.
7: Got to love you. it. Thank okay. You. This is all about. the I'm calling regarding global warming. Okay. okay, quite, quite honestly, let's face it. This is again the tail wagging the dog. They get all the MSM press. They get all this, all that, and the other. I saw a trailer from Al Gore's second movie. You know, the Reverend Al Gore. And quite honestly, uh, all he did in the whole primer of his second movie was scream. So, Pat, you got to learn how to scream like al gore that would be perfect okay personally Mm -hmm. personally i mean we all know that you know it's a bunch of bs but personally if they're right i've got property in zapata county which is about 150 miles inland from south padre island if they're right and the sea rises to my fence line i'm a millionaire
1: (laughs) appreciate it thanks a lot rick uh I, I, I mean, it's unbelievable. The whole global warming situation. We'll, we'll deal with that a little bit more on the other side here. And your calls coming up. 800-900-3393. is Pat Gray Unleashed.
0: Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Aunt Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: 888-933-93. It's Friday. Just having some fun talking to you about whatever is on your mind. Um, it, you know, certainly the Harvey Weinstein situation, uh, and sexual harassment, global warming, we've uh, touched on a little bit today. And as I said yesterday, every day a new fact comes out about this Vegas shooting that just boggles your mind. Where as we try to get our head around what happened and uh, figure out the guy's motive for one thing and how he pulled this off without military, military training for another. And was there a second shooter? Uh, you know, most people say that's discredited. And then there was a man presented to us as if he were the hero in all of this, the security guard who was shot in a, in the leg, and then he went and got police, and then he cleared the floor, and so it, he sounded very heroic. Well, people looked him up. He's not a security guard. Wait, what? So people are wondering, what is he then? Who is he? Apparently, he's, uh, I mean, I don't know that Mandalay Bay has made a statement on him, but He wasn't registered as a security guard, which you have to do to be one in Nevada. Now, Mandalay Bay security guard, so they are still referring to him as such, uh, Jesus Campos was booked for five interviews last night. All about the shooting, obviously, but he reportedly bolted when it came time to conduct the interviews, and he's still missing today. What? (laughs) They're looking for the guy... And they can't find him. His whereabouts are currently unknown. ABC News journalist Stephanie Wash, who was present to interview Campos on Thursday night, uh, said we were in a room and waiting for him to do the interview. And then we came out and he was gone. And he hasn't been seen since.
2: What is happening?
1: I don't. I don't know. I cannot take this. Uh, but there's something weird about the security. And you know what? It may be something as simple as he's an illegal alien. And Mandalay Bay hired him to work as a security guard and he's unregistered. And now that it's out that he's not registered as a security guard, maybe they'll find out his illegal status and deport him. So maybe it's just that easy. Maybe it's just that simple and there's nothing more nefarious. Or... (laughs) We've got Jeffy labeling him the second shooter every day. <laughs> <I know.
2: laughs> Actually, as the news develops, you just inch a little closer to Jeffy's world than that one.
1: <laughs> and I just don't want to. Nobody no. wants to be in that world. No. Nobody. Uh, so you can uh, talk about whatever's on your mind at 888 900 3393. Also in the along the Harvey Weinstein sexual harassment thing that fire continues to burn right through Hollywood and it just may burn Hollywood to the ground. Hey. I I it's pretty amazing that everybody seems to be getting caught up in this. We've already heard Ben Affleck's issues, Oliver Stone has issues with women. It's not just Harvey Weinstein. And then there's some other big big producer who has been involved with this kind of stuff and and his name just hasn't been released yet, but I bet that's coming. You have actresses like Gwyneth Paltrow and Angelina Jolie and uh, Heather Graham who've just kept this to, to themselves for 20 years or more. And you have Jane Fonda who admitted yesterday. She knew about it.
17: So what has been your reaction to the allegations now by more and more Hollywood actresses?
1: And she's being interviewed, obviously, by uh, Christiane Amapour from CNN. It's just a nightmare.
17: Against Harvey Weinstein. <clears throat> I'm glad it's coming out. I'm I'm so proud of those fellow <clears throat> actors that are speaking up. And I know that it's taken a long time. It's a very, very, very hard thing to do. You don't get anything out of it as the the person who's been victimized. But it's it's important that it come out. But you know, let's not mm-hmm. think that this is some unique horrific. This goes on.
1: Check this out. Already changing the subject. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I'm proud of the actress. But but let's let's broaden this. Let's not talk about Harvey Weinstein right now. Let's go to men in general, and that this problem isn't just Hollywood. It's everywhere.
17: All the time.
1: Uh-huh. In Hollywood?
17: It's this male entitlement. In oh. Hollywood and everywhere, male entitled in offices and businesses all
1: over the world. Offices and businesses all over the world. This is going on. Mm. Uh, I, and I'm sure, yes, it, it it is in some offices and businesses. But she's just trying to deflect attention right. from Hollywood right now.
2: And this generalization of men. Yeah. If you plug anybody else in there, a generalization of a race. Or another sex, you know, female, well, yep. or any of the
1: other 80s. Heaven forbid, we have. transgenders, right. Who seem to be sacred right now. Yep, they're like uh, unicorns. You you can't say anything bad. They're magical creatures, and so <laughs> you dare not. She's, she's, you dare she's, not say anything about them in
17: bars, <laughs> in restaurants, bars, and stores, bars restaurants, stores. W- w- women are assaulted, assaulted abused, assaulted, harassed, abused,
1: harassed, and and
17: also seen for just being sexual. Objects there for a man's desire. And
1: stuff. Oh, wow. And certainly movies like Barbarella, where she parades scantily clad for two hours in a movie from the 1960s, had nothing to do with that? That had nothing to do with objectifying women? <laughs> I mean, she's completely she's completely exonerated from any wrongdoing in all of this. As whole human beings. Uh-huh.
17: Did that ever happen to you?
1: Here
6: we go. It
17: has happened to me.
1: Oh.
6: It
17: has. I- mm-hmm. I, I only met Harvey when I was old, and Harvey goes for young because that's more vulnerable.
1: Because that's more vulnerable? <laughs> I think there's another reason Harvey's going for young chicks. Huh. I, and it might have something to do with appearance attractiveness rather than vulnerability. Is that possible? It's possible. Is it possible that they <laughs> don't look like Jane Fonda? That he's not hitting on 80-year-old Jane Fonda because <laughs> uh, maybe the 20-year-olds are more appealing to him. I don't know. It's uh, Vulnerability might be an issue, but not the biggest one.
17: You know, but it's it's <laughs> very, very common. Mm-hmm. Bill Cosby, you know, an, yeah. another yeah.
1: Yeah.
6: example Let's bring, of
17: Hollywood. But take it out you know, uh, Dominique of the realm. Strauss-Kahn. Strauss-Kahn of the IMF, for example. He's not in Hollywood, but this... You know, this is not Mm -hmm. unique. This Mm -hmm. goes on at the most horrendous high levels.
1: It's not Hollywood. What do you
17: think Hollywood men should do right now? Studio heads, leading actors. Because it can't just be the women who have to be brave enough. Especially, as you say, most of them with young, fledgling careers. Mm -hmm. Yes. We have to be helped by men. It's important to know that oh, not well, thought, all men are predators.
1: Well, I thought we just generalized men in that it's their, uh, what what did she call it? It's, it's some rite of passage or something that we just feel, we we feel like we're, uh, we deserve to, to treat women like this. She just got through saying that.
17: There are good men and the good men hmm. have to stand up and defend us and, and, and embody other ways of being.
1: Mm, I see. We
17: have to believe the women who come forward. We, we have, have to believe them. speak out. I found out about Harvey about a year ago, and I'm ashamed that I didn't say anything right then. Why didn't you? You're but so she didn't.
1: bold. She's a coward. I, I, I That's why.
17: was not that bold. Huh.
1: You know, a woman like Jane Fonda, who, who she's had her career. She's 79 or 80 years old now. She's immune to all this. She could have spoken out immediately on Harvey Weinstein. Wouldn't have hurt her one bit. If, if everybody else is afraid because of their career, what is Jane Fonda's excuse? Yeah. That's pathetic. She sure felt bold on that air, anti-aircraft gun in she Vietnam. She sure did. When our soldiers were in POW camps and when our soldiers were in peril in the jungles of Vietnam every day, she's sitting on an anti-aircraft gun with the North Vietnamese. Because I guess
17: it hadn't happened to me, and so I didn't feel it was my place. What did oh, you that's know? That's great. One of the women...
1: First, they came for the women, and I did nothing because I wasn't a woman. woman
17: ...who has spoken out, mm-hmm. um, Rosanna Arquette, told me, and um, it, you know, it came as a shock and a great disappointment, this male entitlement.
1: Oh, and that's what it is, male what entitlement. What did she say to you? Good golly,
17: man. I, 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 mm-hmm. I want to leave that to, okay. to her to um, describe what she...
1: That, i mean that's astoundingly hypocritical <laughs> it's just but you would expect that from from jane fonda, right yep. uh she's just despicable 888-933-93 julie in tennessee you're on the blaze yeah. hi hi pat hi hey I,
18: I wish i hadn't heard jane fonda before you took my call but um <laughs> anyway she's a despicable woman but um i was in the military and uh that, and this is not to disparage my fellow soldiers, but um, there is an element within the military
6: yeah. where there,
18: there is, there are situations that occur because obviously you put men and women together, things are going to happen. Uh, we had EO meetings, and you know, if you are harassed sexually or whatever, reported if rapes and this and that. I can tell you that if that if those reports were made, uh. The victim was revictimized. Really? So learned, yes.
1: Absolutely. Even, even like recently in this new environment
18: we're in. Well, I wouldn't want to be in this new environment because I'm sure it's a nightmare. Yeah. I can go back to mid '90s, and I can speak from my own knowledge of it. That you just learn to suck it up and drive on,
6: mm, and you dealt with it
18: yourself, and and you learned who you could trust. Mm-hmm. And and you just you dealt with those individuals yourself, and you you kept your mouth shut.
1: So you you were sexually harassed.
18: Well, worse.
1: Oh, worse than that.
18: Yes, absolutely. Well, the har- the sexual harassment that was child's play. That you didn't even that was normal. Yes, you just you just didn't you didn't report it.
1: And you told nobody.
18: You I, I, if I said anything about I didn't tell anyone.
1: And are you, sexual you,
18: harassment, you t- I told somebody, and I became the target within my unit.
1: Were you married at the time? No. Okay. Wow, and, that's that's.
18: And, and, and I can tell terrible. you right now, you're better off at the time. And, and so this Hollywood stuff, what mm-hmm. a bunch of whining babies.
1: Right. That's right.
18: I have no sympathy for them. I was not dressed provocatively. I was in my uniform. But, you know, it has nothing to do... I served with some very good people. It only takes one bad apple, you know.
1: Was there anybody in your unit who could have helped you that you could have trusted, no, that you could have I relied on?
18: No. I, no. I, here's the deal. It, when you're in a command, uh, everyone's worried about their own... I don't mean that to, this to sound bad, but a lot of people are worried about their own career.
1: Well, it is bad. I mean, yeah. That's,
18: well, that, yeah, it that sounds is sounds bad. bad. It, but, yeah, it sounds it, bad because it, it is bad. It is bad. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But but that's the fact. That's the fact. That's the truth of the matter. And and I, I'm sure there's other women who've experienced what I've experienced and didn't speak out. And then because when you do speak out about something like, oh, you look good, and uh, the, just that stuff, if it, and then it makes sexual comments, to you and you report that. They get mad at you, and they, they it comes down on you. But when there's uh, something that goes even further, which is a rape, and I'm just going to say it, a rape. Um, Oof. You, you you just shut up, because that that will that that's that would put your that that's terrible. That would make your life a living hell if you even spoke of it. But
1: Well, so, well I assume you left. Did you leave the military?
18: Well, I I left on my um, through ETS I ETS and you know moved on with my life. But
1: did you consider I'm, saying something once you were out of it?
18: No, no. Hmm. No, because then, then they're going to put you. You know, the VA wants them to put you in the PTSD thing, and you know, it's like yeah. you just deal with it. You just deal with it because that life happens, you know.
1: Yeah, you should shouldn't have to do that. Uh, yeah, sorry that. that happened but, to you, Julie. That's that, that should not be that should not happen in the U.S. military. Appreciate, but it does. Yeah, uh, appreciate but, the call. Um, yeah. it's. I mean, that's it's chilling and it's horrifying that that happened. 888 thirty three ninety three. Time to say goodbye to Big Mobile. And hello to freedom. We all know big government is at the root of most of America's problems. But Big Mobile contributes to all that. Because they take a portion of the proceeds they're paid every month. And they put it in the pockets of organizations like Planned Parenthood. Uh, sanctuary Cities. And, uh, and bring in about gun control to get rid of the guns. So... If you think that Big Mobile is the only place you can get affordable cell phone service and great coverage, that's just plain wrong. Let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. The only conservative cell phone company in America where a portion of your, of your Patriot Mobile bill goes directly to fund tradi- traditional family values, religious freedom, and uh, just finding opportunities for American citizens. And this week you get the same nationwide coverage with unlimited talk, text, and data for a much better price. In fact, you get unlimited talk and text starting at 20 bucks a month. You owe it to yourself to call them and just save a bunch of money and have great service at the same time. 1-800-APATRIOT. 1-800-APATRIOT. Or visit the website at patriotmobile.com slash pat. patriotmobile.com slash pat.
0: Pat Gray. On the Blaze Radio Network.
1: 888 nine hundred thirty-three 93393 is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, you can get to us on Twitter at Pat Unleashed. Got some tweets here. Uh, shouldn't my food get hotter when I blow CO2 on it? <laughs> yes, John. John Honeycutt. Uh, yes, that seems like it should happen. Uh, let's see. Tell, uh, Jane Fonda taught us that when you're about to look like the bad guy, play the victim.
2: Mm-hmm. Very true,
1: and Bowie writes. Is that our Bowie?
2: Maybe this? I don't know.
1: Uh, at Pat Unleashed, this is my favorite shirt you've worn all week. Aww, <laughs> thank you. That is sweet. It's kind of a uh, so like a plaid sort of thing.
2: Yeah, but it's like a tight plaid, you know. Yeah, it's not like a okay crazy wide one. That's
1: good stuff there. Is oh, that a new shirt? Stuff. No, it's no, it's several years old. Well, I just one don't one wear one. it that often. Yeah. 888 uh, 933 Uh Looks like John McCain's going to say no to this tax cut plan. The bill remains one vote shy. Uh, and then Senator McCain walks in, pauses before the desk, and delivers his second thumbs-down dagger of the year. What an ass. Uh, why? Why? Uh, why? So right now they're going after uh, a Democrat, uh, Manchin from West Virginia. West Virginia, to see if they can get him on board.
2: But it's not like he's... Going against it, what, what? He's not saying, "Hey, we don't cut taxes enough,"
1: right? I mean, he's just no. Is he, he
2: given a reason there?
1: Or not what? that I can see. A, yeah, I don't. I, and you know, if that it's legitimate, if he says this bill isn't good enough because it's not. Um, what they've what I've seen so far uh, is a tax increase on millions and a tax decrease for some. I mean, I it's just we can do better than that. <laughs> we should be able to do better than that. Also, uh, Titans, Tennessee Titans receiver, Richard Matthews, says he'll quit over, the, over being made to stand for the anthem. And then he deleted that tweet where he said that. That's eh, probably a good idea, Richard, because sayonara. He's, he's scored one touchdown all season. He had uh, 20 fantasy football points in one game. Other than that, he's really had a lackluster year. And, you know, you could probably replace him with one of a hundred different guys. Yeah. He's not exactly an elite receiver, so no wonder he deleted the tweet. Uh, not a good idea yeah, to be you, spouting off like that. Yeah,
2: not, not, not the best move.
1: 888 uh, 900 Call in with whatever's on your mind, whatever you'd like to uh, talk about. It's, it's up to you today. Uh, speaking of the tax cuts, we wanted to play this speech from a while ago. Uh, which was given by a Democrat, <clears throat> a Democrat president, about tax cuts. I mean, it's it's really long, so we've cut it down to a, a few minutes of uh, just amazing statements by a Democrat in this day and age. When you look back to 1963 and you listen to John F. Kennedy speak about tax cuts.
10: The size of the deficit is to be regarded with concern and tax reduction must be accompanied, in his words, by increased control of the rises in expenditures. This is precisely the course we intend to follow in 1963. At the same time as our tax program is presented to the Congress in January, the federal budget for fiscal 1964 will also be presented. Defense and space expenditures will necessarily rise in order to carry out programs which are demanded and are necessary for our own security and which have largely been authorized by members in both parties of the Congress with overwhelming majorities. Fixed interest charges on the debt also rise slightly, but I can tell you now that the total of all other expenditures combined will be held at approximately its current level. This is not an easy task. During the past nine years, domestic civilian expenditures in the national government have risen at an average rate of more than seven and one half percent. State and local government expenditures have risen at an annual rate of nine percent. Expenditures by the New York State government, for example, have risen in recent years at the rate of roughly 10 percent per year at a time when government pay scales have necessarily risen, and I take New York just as an example, when our, when our population and pressures... When our population and pressures are growing and the demand for services and state aid is thus increasing, next year's federal budget which will hold domestic outlays at their present level will represent a genuine effort in expenditure control. Taking a long view, the federal debt today is 13% higher than it was in 1946, while state and local debt is 360% higher than it was in 1946, and private debt by over 300 percent in From fact if it were not for federal financial assistance to state and local governments the federal cash budget would show a surplus Wow. federal civilian employment for example is actually lower today than it was in 1952 while state and local government employment over the same period has increased 67 percent mm-hmm. it is this setting which makes federal tax reduction both possible and appropriate next year. I do not underestimate the obstacles which the Congress will face in enacting such legislation. No one will be satisfied. Everyone will have his own approach, his own bill, his own reductions.
6: Mm -hmm.
10: A high order of restraint and determination will be required, if the possible, is not to wait on the perfect
1: But a nation capable of marshalling
10: these qualities in any dramatic threat to our security is surely capable as a great free society of meeting a slower and more complex threat to our economic vitality. This nation can afford to reduce taxes. We can afford a temporary deficit, Uh but we cannot afford to do nothing.
1: That is incredible. That's astounding. So good. From a Democrat and a Democrat president. It shows you. How far left the Democrat Party has gone? The Democrats and socialists. There's just there. There's no room between them anymore.
2: I'm sitting here thinking, okay, all right. There's no Democrat that would even come close to giving that speech today. Oh no. And then I'm thinking, which republic? Okay, I can think of maybe four.
1: I think Ted Cruz, mm-hmm, Rand Paul. Yep. Mike Lee. That's the other. Uh, there's a few that would would make a speech it, like maybe that, Ben but Sass. It, it's and Ben Sass. And that's it. Uh, yes. That's about it. Really something. Um, And they love. I mean, John F. Kennedy is an idol. He's a hero to them. So we should throw John Kennedy in their face a lot more often than we do. Uh, 888-900-3393. Hugh in Minnesota. You're on the blaze.
19: Hello, Pat. How are you doing? Doing good. That's good. I have a quick suggestion. I heard you mention it about John McCain. Uh Uh-huh. I think we should do a trade like in baseball. We should trade John McCain for Joe Manchin in uh, yeah. West Virginia. Yes. And they can have John McCain.
1: And a couple candidates to be named at a later date. That um, yeah, yeah, anybody. Definitely. <laughs> Appreciate the call. Thanks a lot, Hugh. Uh, 888-933-93. Although, you know, while Manchin is about as conservative or as moderate as you can get in a Democrat party, they're they're just... There really aren't any conservative de- Democrats anymore. They just don't exist. Nope. You can't find a person who will who will be pro-life in the Democrat Party. You can't find a person who would advocate for, for tax cuts in the Democrat Party. You can't find a Democrat who would say, yeah, the the deficit's way too high. Let's cut spending. Just won't happen. Uh your calls. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. It's Pat Gray Unleashed.
0: Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Welcome to Pat Gray Unleashed. Great to have you here. 888-933-93. End of the week. We like to have a little fun and just open it up for you. uh, For whatever is on your mind, whatever you want to discuss. Doesn't have to be the current topic. You can bring up anything you want. From the last week or or prior weeks for that matter. Uh, But we've talked about uh, the Harvey Weinstein sexual harassment situation a little bit. Uh, Global warming, of course. The NFL protest that's going on and getting so... Fatigue. I'm just so tired of it now. Just tired of. It. Stop it. Let's play football. How about that?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we've even brought up wild horses. <laughs> as a matter of fact, wild, wild. horses. Wild horses. Supposedly, the BLM wants to slaughter wild horses, hmm. uh, and. I, I there's there I, I I'm guessing there are two sides to this, but I don't know what the other side is because it seems like why would you want to do that? <laughs> why why are we killing horses? They're not like wolves or bears or or coyotes that are you know killing livestock. Uh, they run around and they uh, frolic. Oh, they neigh and they whinny. Oh, whinny. Yeah. Sorry. They whinny and neigh.
2: What's the difference between a whinny and a neigh?
1: Uh, one starts with a W, the other with an N. Uh, Justin in Florida. Hi, you're on the blaze.
16: Okay. <laughs> yeah, Pat, I was just curious what uh, what your take on the whole thing with between uh, Senator Sass and uh, Hannity, kind of what
1: your take on that whole thing is. Hmm. Um, uh, let me first ask you, what's your take on that? <laughs> well, you know,
16: as a former military and law enforcement, I'm all about protecting people's rights and everybody having their mm-hmm. rights. Yep. And you know a lot of things I don't agree with. I don't I'm not a big fan obviously of places like MSNBC, but they have the right to say what they want. Yeah. And like Glenn like Glenn says a lot and like others say if you next 4 years let's say Trump doesn't win in 4 years, let's say a, a liberal wins and they don't like what you guys say or what Fox News says, then how are we going to feel as that side that said, well, let's just do away with them and now they're saying let's just do away with Fox
6: sure. News.
1: Exactly. Yes, this is what we've warned about for years. Be careful what you wish for because you might get it and then the next guy is, is going to burn you with it. Yes, um, appreciate the call, Justin. What, what I think is Ben Sass is right. Ben Sass is absolutely right. And I should probably leave it at that. Okay. Um, <laughs> Love you, Ben. I don't want to, but I should probably leave it at that. Um, I, to me, it is just my humble opinion. Sean Hannity has been crazily pro-Trump regardless of any of his actions hmm. and any of his policies. I
2: haven't picked up on that. <laughs> but you ha- maybe, you're saying you, know you have.
1: What? It's Maybe it's just might, me.
2: Might be your Pat filter. Maybe the, I just... the
1: problem lies with me. I haven't I seen it. I open it up to that possibility. <sighs> maybe it's just my wacky perception of the yeah. whole situation. It's possible. Not likely, but it's very, very... I mean, it's possible.
2: Fair and balanced. 888-933-93.
1: Caroline? Caroline? Or do you pronounce it Caroline? Which one in Utah? It's
2: Caroline.
20: Caroline. Caroline. Okay. All right, go ahead. (laughs) Okay, so with the wild horses, you're asking why. Yes. And I... First and foremost, I am not for the slaughter of horses at all. Okay. But I'll tell you the why. First of all, uh, during the recession... um, People couldn't afford to keep their horses, so they'd go out and they just abandon them on BLM land, and of course oh, the wow. horses would find the other horses, and it's become a huge problem. There's a lot of these horses out there now. The second issue. And what are they doing? Are that- they
1: are they creating cliques? Are they joining cults? Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> what?
20: Yes, the horse cult. So, you know, <laughs> these are just wild mustangs. Pink okay. Obviously we want to protect those. All right. Um, but the problem is a cow will graze like a lawnmower. It cuts the grass and allows that food to come back. Yeah. The way a horse grazes is it takes it up by the root, takes all the food you want your your grazing animals to eat. It takes all that away. And then the stuff they don't want to eat takes seed, and that takes over that area. And so...
1: yeah. So, you know, so they of, are creating some kind of a nuisance with their grazing. They are, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
20: But I think there's better solutions. If you sold them real cheap to just private citizens, we could take care of it in no time at all. We could definitely take those numbers down.
1: What would you do? But what would you do?
20: You put it in newspapers. You put it in radio ads. Hey, we're having an auction.
1: Oh, and you just sell the whatever. horses. You round the horses up the horses. and you sell them. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. We've done
20: that before in the past. Yeah. I don't know why they aren't doing it this time. But one thought I had is, they don't get a lot of money when they do it that way. Whereas they go to Mexico and Mexico says, "Oh, I'll pay you this much for fifty horses," and it's a lot more than they're going to get auction-wise. What are they going to choose?
1: And so, Who are they the are they buying them for the meat? Is that what they do in other countries, or why do they want the horses?
20: Um, glue,
21: dog food, glue, do-
1: yeah, okay, meat,
21: you name it,
1: yeah. Wow. That's, it's a sad thing. It's really sad. So what it's should horrific. people, it's very sad. What should people be saying to their representatives about this? Uh because um, obviously a
20: better solution.
1: Yeah, you don't, because you don't, you don't agree acceptable. with the slaughter bills, right?
6: No, of okay. course not.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, that's good perspective. Thanks, Caroline. Uh, helps us understand this thing a little bit better. 888 900 uh, Mike in Indiana. You're on yeah, the how you doing, Pat? Good. Doing
16: well. Hey, I have I have a take on the global warming. Okay. You know, all these fires that's been going on for 15 years or so, mm-hmm. um, this puts smoke into the atmosphere. There's like a permanent haze going on in the sky. So this is your greenhouse effect. The sun comes through, bounces off the earth, goes back up to the smoke level, and then bounces back again. So this is why you're getting hotter areas, you know, like California, mm-hmm. Texas. You know, mm-hmm. there's been fires everywhere. Okay. So yeah. you're, you're so, saying
1: the fires are actually causing the warming.
16: Well, of course. They're just the actual heat of the fires in those areas of massive, hundreds of thousands of acres, you know.
1: Uh-huh. That's
16: going to be, there's your global warming right there. I mean,
6: right. But
16: they, the effect of the cloud itself, it <laughs> is the greenhouse effect because it's just like going through glass, and it goes back up to the smoke or the haze and then bounces back to earth, and the earth is hotter. So, you know, California is hotter, you know. And so is Texas,
1: and a few places. You don't have to tell me Texas is (laughs) hotter. Yeah, I
16: know. Yeah, we live
1: it every day. Yeah, air in hell. Uh huh. Uh huh. Appreciate it. (laughs) Thanks, Mike. That's the one wrap I have on Texas. I love Texas. I consider it my home now. And but the weather. Yep. The weather in Houston, as uh, producer Keith could attest, because he was there with me for a short time. Uh, is unbearable. It's just unbearable. And the weather in Dallas is close to unbearable. I, I dread. You know how you used to look forward to summertime as a kid? You got out of school. It was going to be so much fun. You're out playing baseball and tennis and running around, capture the flag at night, and things are so good, and at least in Montana, because we had pretty <laughs> moderate, pretty moderate summers. And now here. I tell you, when it starts rolling around to March and April, I'm just in sheer dread of what's to come.
2: How you like in the mid-90s in uh, mid-October?
1: Not. Yeah, I'm not. And see, we had two days that were kind of fall-like. It was Good. so beautiful. Good times. It was like low 70s, and then at night it got down to the mid-50s, and we had two days of that, and then boop, ah, right back to the heat. Yeah. Right back to 90-plus. Welcome to Texas, where the sun is 30 miles from the surface.
2: Thirty. Actually, my side of town it's a thirty-two, so don't exaggerate. Okay. Like I think on your side the kind We're of closer curvature, to the sun, yeah. Yeah. I, I did take the Pat Great Challenge and I, I wanted to know the difference between a whinny and a nay. And? And uh what what you got is a nay is the cry of a horse. A whinny is merely a gentle nay.
1: So So <laughs> there's there's nay and there's gentle nay. Right. There's nay and, neigh and gentle nay. Huh. mm-hmm. That's interesting. It's good, right? You're Thank enlightened, you. correct? I, I am. Okay. I'm going to enlighten you a little bit further because uh, just to show you where we where we are at the present time okay. in our society, Uh, story here from a television station about uh, sixth graders and the tests that they're taking. I, I'm just appalled at what's going on in our schools. And you could either throw up your hands and say, well, we lost that battle. It's over or you can try to do something about it and i really think we need to try to do something about it and some parents in atlanta are actually freaking out over the test that their kids sixth graders talking 11 and 12 year olds they're freaking out over the test they were given here's the report
8: parents are raising concerns tonight about a test given to middle
3: school students
22: now the quiz included questions like what is it called when a woman is attracted to a woman IT WAS GIVEN AS PART oh, OF A SIXTH GRADE LESSON ON SEXUAL ORIENTATION AND GENDER
0: IDENTITY. And PLEASE KNOW.
8: GEORGE FRANCO IS LIVE FOR US OUTSIDE LITHONIA <laughs> MIDDLE SCHOOL. And GEORGE, YOU SPOKE TO ONE PARENT WHO SAYS IT SHOULDN'T BE UP TO HER TO TEACH HER 11-YEAR-OLD THESE THINGS.
23: Absolutely, Tom and Sine. and it's still unclear if this homework assignment, a quiz really on identity definition, is part of the official curriculum with the DeKalb County School District. The mother we spoke to says it doesn't matter to her because she believes it's her role to teach her child about sexuality. What?
15: Who are we? Why are they teaching that in
22: school? What does that have to do with
23: life? Octavia Parks, who was out of town when we spoke, says she was shocked when her 12 year old daughter came home with an assignment on sexuality from a health class at Lithonia Middle School on Wednesday. It has 10 questions asking sixth graders to identify various sexual preferences or identities like gay, lesbian, and transgender. We're
22: talking about a sixth grader who still watches
17: Nickelodeon. Um,
22: I'm not. I'm not Ready to explain what these words are, nor what they
23: mean. Ms. Parks told me she signed a consent form and returned it to the teacher, opting her daughter out of the health class. Where the quiz was passed out. You should have talked in. We had a brief
22: conversation, and she assured me that this sort of thing
23: would not happen. Nonetheless, it is happening. I understand, baby? I understand. Mom. I love you. Ava McLean, whose daughter just moved on from Lithonia Middle School, says the sexual orientation quiz was not part of the curriculum when her daughter took the same health class from the same teacher. If a kid want to know about their gender or know about the sex preference, it should have come from the parents, not from the school. A spokesman with the DeKalb County School District says DCSD has been made aware of this alleged event alleged. and is working to verify mm-hmm. its authenticity. We'll investigate this event and take action as appropriate once that investigation is completed.
21: I will be removing her
22: from that class and I'm also going to take it to the Board of Education to see what they have to say about it as well.
1: What business is it of the school to to indoctrinate your kids on on gender issues, genders or, or issues of sexuality, uh, the, the identity of a uh, uh, of a person, whether they want to be identified as a man or a woman? These are all things, as these parents were saying, that should be done inside the home. I don't want the school doing that. That is sheer madness fortunately when you watch when you watch this report on video, um the two parents that they go to are each african American, and that's very helpful mm-hmm. because if they weren't, you'd just be called a hater. you'd be called uh a a something phobe, some kind <laughs> of phobe
2: fill in the blank phobe
1: yeah sexuality phobe. You'd, you'd be called uh, non-inclusive and not diverse and you're just exercising your white privilege and there's nothing wrong with this. Harder to say to to blacks. And I don't think they will say that to them. So it's, it's great that that's where the complaint is coming from. Because if it was a white person, be totally dismissed. But we all care about our children, right? I don't care what color you are, we care about our children. And you've got no business talking about these kinds of things in a sixth grade class and quizzing them on this stuff and putting your spin and your perspective i don't want that this is really dangerous that's why i always hated the the sexual discussions when it comes to sophomore health it used to be done in sophomore year and in the health class all the time i, I leave it to the parents mm. well sometimes the parents
2: won't do it
1: well tough that's not your responsibility yeah. and it's the way, theirs the
2: georgia school district has uh, come out defending the quiz
1: they defended it. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. They said, "Hey, the teacher was just using a
1: oh, curriculum geez. that's
2: been approved by blah 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 blah." Well, then you might want to get new curriculum.
1: Wow, <laughs> I mean, you know, we used to have this discussion about schools and the responsibilities of teachers and principals when it came to corporal punishment. Should should they be spanked? And because a lot of people advocate for that, they said, "You know, if we had discipline like we did in the old days." then we wouldn't, have, we wouldn't have the mess that we have in the school systems. I, I, don't want, I don't trust teachers to divvy out the right amount of punishment to my kids. I, and I don't, I don't trust any of the administrators to do that, too. So those, and those are all the reasons, obviously, we homeschooled for 23 years. Yep. We didn't want any of that to happen. And it's just not the responsibility of the school system. Eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray unleashed and your calls coming up. Let me tell you about Wax RX. Jeffy isn't here today. He had something uh, like a I don't know pressing uh, appointment for one of his sexually transmitted diseases. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know, we weren't going to
2: talk about that. No, we were. I mean, we were. We were going to mention it, but everybody knows. Let it go. You know,
1: between the syphilis and the gonorrhea. <laughs> And the chlamydia. He was trying it to make it a constant it battle inside through his body. The week and yeah, he couldn't, couldn't do it. Couldn't hold out. But last night. He actually cleaned out his ears. Yes. With the Wax RX ear wash gonna, system.
2: He was happy. He's going to give us He's a full report on Monday.
1: Really happy. We'll have the full report from him uh, on Monday, but in the meantime, said it worked fantastically. So Here's a great solution for your stubborn earwax. It's the Wax RX earwash system, doctor developed, works safely. You know, unlike the swabs that can burst your eardrum and the candles that can set your head on fire, this is way better. Has a wax softening drop that breaks it down and then it washes it away with a uh, specially engineered pump fitted with a unique tip to gently. Uh, deliver the perfect amount of cleansing Mm. pressure to flush out the earwax. So if it sounds good to you and you've got this issue, go to usewaxrx.com. usewaxrx.com. Use the promo code radio and you'll get free standard shipping. Again, the address, usewaxrx.com.
0: This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Great to have you with us. 888-900-3393. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, The president talked about, uh, was it Iran? He he discussed. Uh, We're perusing that right now to see if there's uh, anything new on that front. Uh, We'll get into that coming up in a few minutes. But we're uh, actually just taking your calls and wanting to hear from you on whatever's on your mind. Um, maybe it's something we've covered this week, or or maybe it's just something that you think we should cover. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We've talked about everything from Harvey Weinstein to wild horses, which is interesting. You know, because wild horses um, couldn't, couldn't drag me away, frankly. So you could talk about that, or if you've got a new conspiracy that you've heard of, something along the lines of... I
24: don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay!
1: Right. I mean, who does? That's something that... Uh, when did I start talking about the... Water turn of the friggin' frogs. Before, was
2: before we met in 2001. Yeah. Well, it I was mean, it
1: was late like late 40s. I think it was the late 40s. That's when, when I first, you started? Yeah. Talking, I that's, no, when that's when first Jeffy started.
2: first started talking about it. You weren't around <laughs> <now>.
1: <laughs> Also, Mercury One and partners are responding to the California wildfires, trying to support Santa Rosa and Napa Valley. Earlier this week, Mercury One launched their campaign to support those affected by the fires who've lost everything. I mean, literally cars, homes, everything, furniture. Artwork, everything in the home just burned away. Um, so go to mercuryone.org slash California wildfires. And click on the slider on the homepage. Your gift will support Mercury One's disaster relief fund. And it will be used to assist with the relief and the recovery efforts. There, uh, All the proceeds go to where you intend it to go. Because we do other things during the course of the year... Like our up, upcoming gala, uh, we do it every November, and we've got one of those coming up, and that pays for all the administration. So every time we do a fundraiser, 100% of the proceeds go right to where you uh, have contributed. Also, the hurricane season is not quite over, believe it or not. And we got that and the fires continuing to burn. And uh, if you, really, you want to give, you, you can do that at mercuryone.org on any of those relief efforts Uh, because Houston's kind of been forgotten in all of this with with the fire situation going on, and it's been six weeks and our attention spans are really short. So don't forget there's still that happening, and it's going to be years of recovery for Houston. What's been amazing is to see, we went down there a few weeks ago to help out, and everybody is just exhausted because what we did for one day, part of one day, They've been doing every day, every day they're going out and mucking these homes and uh, taking out the flooring, taking out carpeting, breaking down walls. And then you got to cart all that stuff out to the street and dump it there for it to be picked up. Oh, it's just a it's a monumental effort. And my heart just aches for them. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to John in Arizona. You're on the blaze. Hi.
25: Hey, Pat. you hey, there. John? Hey, hi. Oh, hey, I'm doing just fine.
24: Uh, just for reference, I go back listening to Glenn all the way back to FNN.
1: Nice, that's great.
24: Way back in a galaxy far, far away. Yep. Uh, hey, your uh, your your little uh, news about uh, McCain not supporting uh, the tax. Uh,
1: right, the tax bill. cuts. Hmm.
24: Um. There is a, a um. um part of the Arizona state constitution uh that allows recall of uh people who have been elected if the citizenry uh isn't happy with uh their performance. Yeah. And there's a there's a growing uh groundswell of uh interest in uh uh initiating just that
1: on McCain.
24: On uh, McCain, yeah. Nobody's uh, we'll more deserving get, than get,
1: that. Nobody's more deserving well, than we'll, John McCain.
24: Yeah. What we'll, we'll, We'll get flake in the next election, but, but uh, he, he just – he just uh, it, the man's lost it. He, yeah. he doesn't want to support the president. I think it's because he's jealous, because Trump was able to get elected and John McCain wasn't. He ran
1: a terrible campaign. Very possible. Um,
24: with, with, with what he did with uh, not supporting uh, some kind of overhaul of Obamacare, we're stuck here in Arizona with the same old thing. Mm-hmm. he's not supporting us and now he's against a tax reform what what kind of sane person does, doesn't want uh de- decreased taxes i mean uh, democrats
1: on, uh, democrats and basically isn't that what john mccain has been for a long time now he's essentially a democrat oh, yeah, he, uh and, yeah
24: he sided with uh teddy kennedy and yeah. uh, 86 and uh you saw where that got us with immigration so yes um i just i just wanted to uh, let you guys know that uh we can um initiate a recall uh we can't put up with this guy for four more years
1: yeah i hope your fellow arizonans agree with you because that would be nice that that would be nice thanks john appreciate the call Uh, it is frustrating because the guy came to office fairly conservative orrin hatch went to office pretty conservative John Cornyn from Texas went to office. Very conservative. And then the metamorphosis. I don't know if it's the water that turns the friggin' frogs gay and the representatives liberal, (laughs) but we need to do something about it. And we can, because it's called an election or a recall, as in his case. 888-933-93.
0: Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Ray is here on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Welcome. 888-933-93. Uh, we're completely open to whatever's on your mind today. Just uh, kind of finishing off the week that way with whatever you want to talk about from the past week or prior to that even. Uh, at 888-933-93. Been talking to Harvey Weinstein and some global warming issues. Uh, it was There was an interesting article today on... And it's, it's a sad story. Penguins' babies all died this year. Apparently, they had a zero population increase, uh, which is unusual. And it was due to extremely unusual amounts of ice. <laughs> so, how do they tie that into global warming? Wait, well, they managed. Now there's too much ice? Too much ice. I can't follow this And And that, that, too, is global warming. Whoa, whoa. It's really hard to be wrong on a subject when, no matter what is said, it still supports your argument. Well, but it's cold. Yeah, that's global warming. Well, I thought when it was hot, yeah, global warming. Mm. When it's about the same, that, that's global warming. Wow. Okay. I got to learn this technique for conversations at home with the wife. Right? Huh. Huh. Right? So i never They're, wrong. That, it goes from everything you say is correct to nothing you say is correct. And uh, I, I don't know how to overcome any of it. 888 thirty three ninety three. So whatever's on your mind, we'll, we'll deal with that. Also, uh, I'm told this portion of the president's speech might have been somewhat interesting. Here's what he said a little while ago on the Iran deal.
13: Based on the factual record I have put forward, I am announcing today that we cannot and will not mm-hmm. make this certification we will not continue down a path Hmm. whose predictable conclusion is more violence more terror and the very real threat of iran's nuclear breakout
1: i would really like it for somebody to tell these easterners there's no a in the word terror (laughs) (laughs) it is not pronounced terror. it is terror (laughs) Um, But aside from that, that's great. And he's he's done another really good thing uh, that we can tell you about. And that's getting the United States out of the UNESCO mess. Uh, UNESCO is short for uh, United Nations something or other that just... All they do is uh, rail about Israel. And... They sent out a press release that says, if you'll remember, earlier this year, UNESCO decided that the tomb where Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Sarah, Rebecca, and Leah are all buried was in fact not a Jewish site, and they bestowed that site to the Palestinians. That's not a Jewish site? How do you even... How do you even make that case? I mean, that's embarrassing. And so this is what... Oh, they did the same for the Western Wall, by the way. Um, Same UN organization also granted full membership to the Palestinians despite their official lack of statehood. Um, The United States, as required by law, then suspended all funding for UNESCO. So now we've completely pulled out of that horrible... Uh, organization, and we should pull out of the UN entirely. 888-900-3393. Meantime, let's go to Brian in Tennessee. Hey, Brian, you're on the blaze.
21: Hey, Pat. Nice. I'm a truck driver that has hauled wild Mustangs for the BLM. Okay. Um, as far as I know, I wasn't bringing them to slaughter. I was sending hauling them to an auction where you can walk into the auction and buy a horse—not really an auction, just a sale—and buy a horse for one
1: hundred twenty-five dollars. Wow, that seems like a pretty good deal.
21: It is, but they are wild.
1: Yeah, yeah. They
21: have no training. You've got to train them.
1: Yes, makes sense. So, S- so you're saying they don't slaughter them? Because I think I'm not
21: saying they don't. Yeah, I don't believe it. I don't believe that they do because I've hauled too many of them.
1: Well, the allegation is that at least a portion of them are being rounded up and sent to places like Mexico, who then, who then obviously slaughter them and use them for dog food for, uh, glue.
21: Isn't that a rumor that's gone around? I'm almost 50 and it's Mm. been a rumor that horse meat has been in dog. That's sending them to the glue factory. Yeah. You ever heard of that? Yes. That's, Okay, that's life. I, I hate to be mean about it,
1: but <laughs> that's
21: part of life. We you,
1: horses it, being made into glue, we life? just have to yeah, accept as yeah. part of life.
21: What has caused us to ride horses instead of cows
1: mm-hmm.
21: and eat cows instead of horses?
1: Uh, horses are faster and they're cuter than cows. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
21: And as far as the lady that said that about the helicopter—that's just a more efficient way of
1: rounding hurting, them
21: up. Card, rounding them up.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right, faster. I, so yeah, I appreciate the call. Thanks, Brian. I I'm pretty certain that the BLM—I mean, I this is not an area of expertise for me, but I've heard about—and maybe it's not factual, so maybe I'll just stay out of it from now
2: on but I what know. you know another thing there is that <laughs>
1: but i understand they are slaughtered right. and they are sold to foreign nations hmm. uh hmm. and the foreign nations don't do anything nice with them what do you mean <laughs> what part of the horse becomes glue by the way i don't i've never fully comprehended that uh why would a horse be so perfect for making glue and why are cats we so know?
2: perfect for making tennis rackets
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I. right i, I don't know Life's I
2: questions. I mean, what's the difference between a whinny and a nay?
1: Well, because a whinny is just a quiet nay. Thank you. So gentle we learned nay. that today. I gentle. mean, you are learning things like mm-hmm. we give and we give and we give information. <laughs> I
2: assure you this weekend you'll use that fun fact.
1: Oh, you will. Yeah. I oh, mean, there's a whinny no is a gentle nay. And that's what you'll be saying at parties okay. uh, tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Ray Dean in California. Welcome to the blaze.
26: Thank you so much, Pat. Mm -hmm. Okay, you haven't spoken about this in a while, but I have a theory. The Medicare for all thing. Yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. I think that people are getting beaten down by hearing single-payer as, you know, uh, um, some kind of allegory to what Medicare is going to be like. Just like terms and conditions, I think they're going fine, whatever. So. I have a better example of how horrifying this would be, and that is the workers' compensation system. If you say it's going to be like workers' comp, I think at least the older ones will get how bad this is going to be.
1: Okay. Yeah, almost anything administered by the government is bad, right? Exactly.
26: For instance, I was hurt at work. In an aircraft accident yeah i hurt my back my head and my neck but it wasn't until workers comp that i got a spinal cord injury
1: well, how,
6: did, how bad they are
1: how did workers comp get you the spinal cord injury what how did that work
26: well apparently with back injuries they're easy to fake yeah so i heard from several workers that they kind of try to delay you and put you through some stuff to kind of get you to quit well I couldn't. Wow. I wasn't able to sit because I fell out of the sky. I was an air, uh, airborne reporter for a Los Angeles news station. So we had an accident in the air. Oh. So, yeah, could you uh, stop that? Did
1: your helicopter yeah. go down? Is that what happened?
26: Yeah, that's what happened.
1: Wow. That must and have been frightening.
26: So, <laughs> you know, not until afterwards. Honestly, I have more PTSD from the tests that they did, and this is how they made it a spinal cord injury. They made me redo these horrifying tests called discograms. No anesthetic. They put you on a table, make you stay still, put gigantic needles in your spine, and Mm. say, don't move. We're going to recreate the pain.
1: Oh, that hurts. Which I I, said, oh, it hurts. I've had that without (laughs) anesthesia before, Uh, stupidly. I got one of the uh, back injections in my spine without anesthesia. <laughs> that was the most oh, excruciating God. thing I've ever experienced for about 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was hanging on for so dear what life.
26: Did, right? Mm hmm. And by the way, that is what kind of disabled me after this. But when they made me redo the test, they poked a hole through the lining of my spinal cord.
1: Oh, my gosh. Good heavens. Yeah.
26: And with workers' comp, you can't choose to go. to your regular insurance. I had insurance, but you cannot choose it. You also cannot get out. They don't want to spend money on you, but they don't want to let you go either.
1: Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, This is a little off topic, but what uh, station did you work for in L.A.? Uh,
26: KFWB.
1: Wow. The Um, Los Angeles radio station. And what do you do now?
26: Uh, Now I'm actually an artist who uh, specializes in chronic pain Uh, episodes and issues uh, because as you can imagine with a spinal cord injury like that it became five injuries from all of this i now have from that one little thing they did those epidurals again Mm -hmm. and after the one didn't work they said well either you keep doing them or we give you nothing not even the tylenol four that was helping and pretty soon that gave way to something called adhesive arachnoiditis, which means all of my nerves, that lining thing, became really sticky. Grabbed all the nerves on the inside. They are now stuck to the lining for the rest of my life, kind of like Han Solo and that carbon stuff. You know
6: what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Yeah.
26: And so they tear all day long. So every breath I take, every move I make, not meaning to do the lyrics. Uh-huh. Uh, they tear. They will tear for the rest of my life. Oh my so gosh. that brought on central pain syndrome. It brought on a ton of other pain to where the pain itself was actually killing me. We, my husband and I fought for three years to go, let me go. You people are killing me. They ended up giving me 13 epidurals until I could get out of that system. And so once I did, um, I had a resting heart rate of 102, was about to have a heart attack, found a specialist because I had a lot of time on my hands. and I love research. found a specialist in my state, and he brought me back to health with, believe it or not, which is another fun thing, opioids. My treatment is opioids. I'm not addicted. But now that I have a life, I kind of fight for that. Uh, but I pay for every move I make during the day and so now mm. I'm a pain advocate and I do art, which actually will be coming to the blaze pretty soon. oh good okay. because I'm gonna send you some. okay and uh, but that's how bad workers comp is. jeez And so I think if maybe we let them know, look this is <laughs> this is not all free. everyone gets something but no one gets enough or what you need.
1: yeah definitely. I'm glad. Things are going better for you. Thanks, Rudine. Um, 888 900 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up.
0: Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393.
1: It's Friday, so whatever you want to talk about is fair game. Uh, Let's go to John in South Carolina. Hey, John, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat, love your show. Thank you. Hey, uh,
3: I was just wondering, um, I'm going to pose the question. I haven't heard anyone else uh, ask the question, and maybe it has been and I missed it, but with the Las Vegas shooting, Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, when they when they show the hotel on camera, you know, the first thing that pops out at you is those two missing windows or broken windows. Mm -hmm. I wondered why that didn't set off some sort of alarm.
1: What Um, an excellent question. I yeah, I I'm now that you think about it, you would imagine that breaking windows like that would because uh, if the windows break, somebody could fall out of there and die. Right. It's on the 32nd floor. I was right. also and, and- well. I was also wondering about when he shattered. They said he brought a some kind of hammer that shattered the glass. Wouldn't at least a portion of that have rained down on the sidewalk below? They should have always known where this guy was. It seems to me.
2: No, there's a there's a lower yeah, roof I- down there.
1: But but that would make a well, sound. Well, I,
2: I just oh, know yeah. I've yeah. traveled a
3: lot and I've been to Vegas quite a few times as well. Yeah. And you know <laughs> the the security in Vegas is you know, and I've stayed in some of those hotels, the Mirage and and the others. And they're really tight about uh, security yeah. and uh, almost to the point where you're kind of paranoid. I know <laughs> while I've been out there and, you know, and traveling around the country, hotels are even if you're on the ground floor, they won't let you open a window on a nice day. That's right. You know, They have. And so I'm just kind of wondering why that, yeah. you know, that would that would have seemed to have set off an alarm right away and. You know, unless he was able to disable that, I, I don't
1: know. Just another very strange question uh, that's unanswered in this saga. Thanks, John. I mean, there's so many of them. Like, like, who is the security guard who's really not a security guard? And why was he going to do five interviews last night and then took off and hasn't been seen since? Do we have an update on whether or not they found him yet?
2: Uh, no, not, not that I've seen.
1: So the guy, Jesus Campos, who was being uh, put forward as the hero in all this, got shot in the leg you know, now there's some suspicion on him because he he wasn't a registered security guard. Did Mandalay Bay employ him anyway? And maybe that's the problem. And they don't want anybody coming down on him for that illegal activity. It's possible. Does it mean he had something to do with the shooting itself? Not necessarily, but there are people who have made that, who've drawn that uh, conclusion, like Jeffy. (laughs) <laughs> but Jeffy comes to a lot of faulty conclusions. Yeah,
2: but at this point, they're all pretty much uh
1: But, yeah, you can't help but think there's something pretty weird about it. Scott, and, and, you know, and the woman that they still apparently have not found, the woman who waded into the crowd and started yelling to people, you're all going to effing die tonight. Another strange element that's never been followed up on. Uh, Scott in Texas, hi, you're on the blaze.
7: Hey, Pat, I have another kind of overarching conspiracy theory to add to all the conspiracy theories and that was that it was revealed from the Edward Snowden archive that Western intelligences agencies um, you try to manipulate the information that comes on the internet Mm -hmm. one of the programs was called Operation JTRIG J-T-R-I-G the Joint Threat Research Intelligence Group Mm -hmm. and basically what they do is they um, They have two goals. They inject all kinds of false stories and material into the internet to destroy reputations of people. And they use social sciences and other techniques to manipulate the online discourse and Mm. to generate desirable outcomes. So basically, I think that they either start or probably propagate and and multiply conspiracy theories just in order to create confusion. I'm a military officer. And 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 in the army, deception is a principle of war. That's why the army spends billions of dollars encoding transmissions. You know, it's with all kinds of uh, radios. That's why we use camouflage. Deception is a it's a principle of warfare. So it makes sense that intelligence agencies would try to manipulate. Um, and deceive people in order to create, in order to achieve certain agendas. Yeah, it doesn't make tr- sense to me that y- they would do that.
1: It, it does. And Eric Holder, when he was Attorney General, said something to that effect that, um, that they should be uh, promoting conspiracy theories to disparage and discredit the right. And so, from that aspect, when you think back and start connecting these dots together, it does. It does seem likely that that could be happening. It really does. Appreciate it. Thanks, Scott. Do you remember the, the uh, Eric Holder uh, statement on on conspiracies? I'm going to have to find that. I'm pretty sure it was Eric yeah, Holder. I'm having a blank. Noana in Georgia. You're on the blaze. Hi.
22: Yes, Pat. Thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm.
6: I've
22: just got a comment on the lady that called about the horses also. Um, I've seen specials on TV, and if you remember what she said, they had rounded up thousands of horses. That's a lot of horses, wild horses.
6: Mm-hmm.
22: Uh, you've got to look at the farmer's uh, prospect on this. Is Those horses are eating the, the farmer's grass, that, you know, that they're raising cattle. And if you've been out west, gra- you can graze a thousand acres and only a few head of cattle. And I just wish these people that are such animal activists would just cry out that loud Against abortion, we have thousands of babies being slaughtered every day. Mm-hmm. And if the American people would cry out like they do when an animal is abused or sold, you know, they're in the wrong way, then you know, we could I think we could do away with partial birth abortion and abortion altogether.
1: Yeah, that's. Uh... I have
22: a relative that uh, is in prison right now for 15 years because she worked at a animal shelter and. They euthanized um, some sick and vicious pit bulldogs. And so, you know, if she killed a human being, she probably probably could have got off with a year.
1: You're saying that she worked at an animal shelter that put down Mm -hmm. some dogs and she went to jail for that?
22: Oh, yeah, she's in prison right now. And it was a no-kill shelter. And they were having to— Wow. I'm in Georgia. Mm -hmm. And they had to ship— animals all the way to minnesota to a a euthanizing facility Hmm. and and when she went to court they didn't prove anything on her the former uh director of the facility uh was the the one most responsible for doing all the killing the cats and the dogs
1: wow Uh, and
22: uh that's just how unjust and how upside down yeah
1: definitely our priorities completely screwed up
22: the, I mean, I, I have animals. I love them, mm-hmm. but
1: but we they're have not people.
22: To get a, a balance here to where human life means more. Yes, than an animal's life.
1: Thanks, Dona. Appreciate it. You're right, but we've we've had that we've had that situation that problem for a long time, uh, where dogs are. You know, I mean, my my daughter, my 17 year old daughter, seems to be more freaked out when something happens to our little teeny dog <laughs> than when you tell her about something that happened to. Uh, a person. It's just, it's, there's something in us. And, it, and maybe it's because they can't advocate for themselves. You know, it makes them a little bit more sympathetic, a creature than some humans. I, I don't know. There just are, frankly, people that like animals more than they like humans. There's, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. But we need to get our priorities straight.
2: Yeah, the humans don't do themselves any favors.
1: Uh, that's true. <laughs> Buck in California, you're on the blaze
2: yeah
27: good good afternoon Pat
1: hey.
2: um,
27: i'm
2: I'm just calling
27: i I just called McCain's office about twenty minutes ago when you were talking about it, okay and uh they could care less what any of us have to say. Uh, we recently purchased some property over there to get out of California. Mm-hmm. We're here just taking care of her mother but uh we purchased some property in Arizona and found out he was the man and so we called his office and they could care less what anybody says. It just was like, oh, why did I even waste my time even trying to...
1: What exactly did to, What did they say to you, Buck?
27: Oh, well, you know, okay, we understand. Yeah, thanks for Have your point of view. Day.
1: We'll make yeah. a, a note of
4: it. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
4: Uh, we'll, you know.
27: we'll, we'll let the senator know. You get tired of, we got a guy here where I live, same thing. We call his office, like, hey, how about an appearance out here? We're getting overrun by the gangs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And... They toss, well, he's going to have a video conference pretty soon. And he, everybody knows, and he's a Republican, one of the few out here. And we get the same crap. And I tell you, I'm done with it all. Well,
1: (laughs) thanks for the call, Buck. It is, it's really frustrating. And that's why I think one of the most important things we can do is get these representatives out of Washington and make them legislate from their own district. Where they can't just get a phone call and blow you off and say, "Okay, y'all, we'll tell the senator about that." Yes, we'll tell uh, the congressman about that. We'll share that with the representative. No, you you go into their office and they're there, and you can demand action, and certainly not get violent and do it all politely, but very very firmly. If they had to be subjected to their constituents every day rather than lobbyists and fellow. Uh, representatives in Washington, D.C., this would change the whole thing, about 180 degrees. There'd be a complete turnaround. Between that and term limits, I think those are the two best things we could possibly do to turn this country around and and make it constitutional again. Because right now, it's not. Uh, Elizabeth in Washington, you're on the blaze. Uh, actually, it's Wisconsin. Oh, Wisconsin. Okay. <laughs> yes,
14: Hi. And, Pat, I've called before, but not about anything as important as this, I don't think. Okay. Um, but listening to Jane Fonda and talking about the harassment in all businesses and sex, sexual exploitation. Right. Um, and this is for you and Keith both. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know how, you know, desirable somebody can be and how p- provocatively they dress, but... Mm-hmm. You have got to stop the sexual harassment of Jeffy. You know, I mean, this guy, you know, he's so vulnerable and innocent.
1: Yeah, I know.
14: Happy little guy. (laughs) That's difficult
1: Um, to do. I mean, you've seen how he dresses, right? Right. And that profuse sweat. I mean, you're you're asking the impossible, Elizabeth. Thanks for the call.
0: Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Turns
1: on the Blaze Radio Network. You know, as bad as things are, I was still, I mean, I was just thinking You'll never, mm-hmm. never
27: defeat the human spirit. So I'm thinking never defeat God. You'll never win. Mm-hmm. Never. Never.
1: Ever, never ever. Ever. Never. Never. Ever.
27: And this is where we get tested. So rejoice to God Almighty mm-hmm. for this animated contest
2: of liberty. Ah! Did he ever take an x flex Because that sounds rough, man. That's a rough go there.
1: Wow, that's.
2: I don't like that.
1: It's, uh... it's amazing, is what <laughs> it's that is. Amazing. It's amazing. 888 900 93 Again, with whatever's on your mind. Could be uh, global warming. Could be this uh, sexual harassment thing, which is the other fire burning in California right now. Is it going to burn down Hollywood? I think there's a really good chance. I think there's a really good chance that a lot of people are going to experience serious, serious fallout from this. Do we have the Jimmy Kimmel uh, tape from the other day? Is that is that playable now? Uh, I have it on audio, but it's interesting to watch the video to see if um, uh, do we, Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel back in, I, I don't know when this was. It was obviously several years ago because yeah. he, he looks a lot younger than he is now. Um, he was out on the street, you know, and this is the guy who was all fired up and emotional over the NRA and we've got to do something about the guns. And, you know, of course he's outraged over Harvey Weinstein and uh, watch this particular presentation from his show.
3: I've stuffed something in my pants. And You're allowed to feel around on the outside of the pants. You have 10 seconds uh... to then guess what is in my pants. You should use two hands. Two hands. <laughs> Ten before, haven't you? Wow. Maybe it would be easier if you put your mouth on it. <laughs> good How heavens. 18. Okay, good. You sure of that? Because <laughs> uh, Uncle Jimmy doesn't need to do time. <laughs> you're, gonna make, you're gonna make a fine wife. I think I wore the rubber underpants. And your guess is? vibrator a vibrator no, it is actually a zucchini with a rubber band on it. <laughs> but you can
19: use it as a vibrator if you want look
4: Okay, but
1: that's not a good game. I mean that's not sexual harassment, right? That's not treating women badly in any way. You're not mm. harassing anybody there. That's just a, a a carefree, harmless television bit. That's all that is. <laughs> I stuck a cucumber or a zucchini in my pants and I'm having women come up and grab it. And guess what it is? Nothing wrong with that, right?
2: Or as someone uh, recently said, uh, here is the conscience of late night television. Exactly
1: right. That's what he does. That's what he does. That's what what all these guys do. And all these guys are actually going to be exposed now for the dirtbags they truly are. And then maybe people will have less tolerance for them preaching to us every night. Janine in California. Welcome to the blaze.
14: All right, you guys. Hi. God bless you. Thank Thank you. you. Hey, um, we're out here. The fire's all around. I mean, for Mm. this whole year, I've just been, you know, really noticing so many people with their windows open in their car, flicking their ashes as they're driving around. Sometimes it's out of state plates, but most of the times it's California Mm -hmm. people. And, I just, I, I go ballistic. I'm like, don't burn us down. I yell out at them. And and then I, I get on the phone and I call and I say, look, you guys got to come up with like a text or something that we can call and report people mm-hmm. that are doing that. And they say, oh, no, people are going to get in accidents if they text. I'm like, they, they have the sense to pull over. Do something. So, yeah and now the way it is with the emergency you know it's a it's a declared emergency and there's still there's no stopping them from smoking in their car and you know i am really not into i watch you guys all day long there isn't anything else i watch on tv and i'm disabled so i'm home a lot mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but i you know i'm like come on i mean make it a 7000 dollar fine for even smoking in the car for a right. period of time
1: yeah, um, it's an emergency. Have they come out with a with what caused this fire in the in the first place? Because I I haven't heard if they've n- narrowed that down yet.
14: No, I haven't heard any more details yeah. except that this uh, Canyon Two fire that is pretty large um, started by a um, palm tree. A uh, what do you call it? The little flake of fire um, traveling over a mile. It was like a mile and a half. From uh-huh. one fire to the other fire hmm. because of, a like, some, some tree or palm tree that's really high up. So it goes into the airstream, and boom, that other fire started, the second one.
1: Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, stay safe. Appreciate the call, Janine. Thanks. Uh, let's go to Jason in Utah. Uh, Jason, you're on the blaze. Hi.
28: Hi. How you doing? Good. I'm a rancher here in Utah. I'm, I'm calling about the wild horse issue you're discussing. Mm-hmm. And I think that really there is just a lot of misinformation out there about it.
1: Can you clear it up for us? Sure. Go ahead.
28: So, first of all, mm-hmm. the BLM is supposed to be managing these herds. And according to the BLM, when they started doing this, we were supposed to be allowed to have mm-hmm. maybe 27,000 of these horses. We have over 70,000 now.
1: Wow. That seems the,
28: the range just like more support that yeah and on top of that we pay 79 million dollars a year in taxes goes to the wild horse program 50 million of that every year is going just to house about forty-six thousand of these horses off of the range so we, we're way over number there's no way that we can handle that mm-hmm. and you know it's like the only way we're going to able to control the whole situation is to just it's going to be a slaughter because there's nowhere for them to go so each year the blm can adopt or sell three
1: thousand of them mm -hmm. that's it so you're are you advocating that are you advocating they be slaughtered they be killed
28: i'm not advocating anything i'm just saying that that's what we are
1: yeah Hmm.
28: you can't keep paying 50 million dollars to house forty-six thousand horses and that goes up every year yeah, and these horses live twenty five years, hmm. so you can't you. It just can't. It's not possible.
4: Yeah, it's a you tough can't one. Keep
28: seventy thousand of them on a range where there should only be twenty seven thousand. It's there's just no possibility.
1: Appreciate the call, thanks, Jason. I you know it's it's hard to say. Well, okay, just let them let them be slaughtered. I, I don't know. I, again, I I don't know the details of this. This is the most I've ever talked about wild horses this is more today than in the entire rest of my life combined (laughs) i'm astounded that so many people are a aware of the problem and b passionate about the problem and i'm just i mean i've heard of the wild horse situation before but i've really never been uh passionate about it to look into it and and figure out what should be done but maybe i should have been i'm not as up on wild horses as i probably should be we're city folk man yeah uh, Bob in Pennsylvania, you're on the blaze. Hi.
19: All right. Good afternoon, man. Listen, uh, I'm confused about that Las Vegas shooting.
1: Mm-hmm. We all
19: are. This guy has to be what? On one hand, he has to be an idiot. On the other hand, he has to be an expert. Mm-hmm. Yes. This guy who knows nothing about guns, right? Right. He goes out and buys all these guns and takes them up there.
1: Mm-hmm.
19: He buys those the slide fire bump fire devices, too. Mm-hmm. Puts them on the ARs, and then things have to be expertly tuned to get them to operate properly. Them streams of full-auto fire you were hearing on the mic on on that thing, that was like real machine gun stuff. That was working like a Swiss watch. Yeah. You have to know a lot about guns to do that. But he wasn't an expert. Now, if we're talking, first of all, being dumb and he had money. Mm Mm-hmm. Why didn't he take that money, go down south of the border and just buy a real machine gun that's been proven, and he could probably test it out on them. But buy a real machine gun, that would be so simple. Yeah. If he had money, which you need to get a real machine gun?
1: Yeah, they're expensive.
19: Yeah, if he had money, he could buy anything. He'd give his girlfriend $100,000, just go buy a house for you and your kids?
1: Yeah, I know.
19: Anything. I know. Why did he buy junk?
1: Well, I don't know that he had junk. He just turned semi-automatic rifles like AR-15s into mostly or close to automatic weapons, right? With the bump fire. But I don't think you'd call it AR-15 junk. <laughs> Would you? I mean, I, I, I think they're great They're great uh, weapons. Uh, myself, I, I have one at home. And uh, when I shoot it, it's... Appreciate the call, by the way, Bob. It's easy to shoot. It's fairly accurate. Uh, it doesn't have a huge kick, so you know you're gonna knock people flat by using it. And it co- they're they're fairly expensive. Um, unfortunately, I bought mine during the Obamacare scare or the Obama Barack Obama gun control scare mm-hmm. of 2012. It was right after yeah right after Sandy Hook, I think, and yep. it was like double the price it should have been. Oh. But they're not junky weapons. They're they just weren't actual automatic weapons. Um, so I don't, there's one really weird detail after another in this Las Vegas shooting. The more we find out, the less I understand it.
2: Yeah. That's
25: a good way. Yeah.
1: Dick in Montana. Welcome to the blaze. Hi, Hi. Pat. Hey,
25: I've been calling and calling and I finally got through. Thank you, Pat.
1: You bet. Thanks for calling.
25: Well, uh, the reason I'm calling is, uh, I'm, I'm concerned with people not being familiar with the constitution
6: <laughs> yeah, that's One of a concern.
25: The indications of that is I hear people talking about Senator so and so, and Representative uh, and Congressman so and so.
6: Well,
25: that's a generic term. It, bel- it applies to the senators as well as the con- rep- representatives. Okay. All you have to do is read Article One, Section One. Yes. And there it is, plain as day.
1: There it is, exactly All right.
25: All powers. Here and granted are vested in a Congress of the United States, which shall consist of a Senate and a House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. Moving on through the Constitution, you were talking about the things that you would prefer to see changed in the Constitution, and one of them I can agree with: having the uh, uh, delegates uh,
1: in their in their re- own district
25: directly from the state. Yeah. And one of the ways that could be accomplished is Article One, Section Six where presently the Congress is paid from the U.S. Treasury. Yep. Now they should be paid from the state treasuries.
1: Okay. Yes, I would, that would probably Ooh. Ooh. enable I like, that process. It's I like a, that. It's a good idea. Because then
2: Illinois and California yeah. won't send anyone because they yeah. can't afford to pay them.
1: Well, and if we went back to the Constitution as well, uh, you would also elect your senators by the state legislature, right? not as a general populist vote. So... Uh, there's And you're right, Dick, appreciate the call. Those There are things we should be doing constitutionally, and I'm not sure that I was advocating for a constitutional amendment to get them to stay home, but rather either a policy or a law. And maybe amend the Constitution to make it happen. I don't know, but it needs to happen. Whatever Whatever path toward achieving that goal we need to take, we should go down that road because it really needs to be done. Jeff in Florida. Hi, you're on The Blaze.
5: Hey. hey. I love you, Pat. Thank nice you. Nice show. Appreciate it. Uh, I just wanted to say that we've been going out to the Northwest now for uh, about 25 years, and uh, I don't recognize your beautiful state of Montana. We pulled into Missoula, Montana, and I thought I had actually fell asleep and drove over the mountains of Idaho and ended up in Seattle.
6: <laughs> Every really.
5: Walmart parking lot was filled up with uh, hippie buses full of uh, Seattleites with their little hacky sacks and I just, I didn't recognize Missoula, Montana.
1: You know, why, why are years, why are all the Seattleites flocking to Missoula? I just can't figure that out. It's, I, I it's, can't it's figure just, that out either because I don't know the appeal. There was never a reason, even when I lived in Montana, to go to Missoula.
5: <laughs> it was never- it's just You know, back 25, 30 years ago, you, you'd see somebody riding their horse down the main street. Yeah. Now it's like, it's yeah. unbelievable. It's all just, it's all... Nothing wrong with it at all. Natural food stores and this and that. It's just I just didn't recognize it.
1: Yeah, Montana's changed a lot. Okay, appreciate the call. Thanks, Jeff. (laughs) I I take that back. There was one thing that brought me to Missoula, Montana. Oh, and that was a uh, Boston concert. I went to see a Boston concert in 1979 in Missoula, Montana, and there might have been. A Doobie Brothers concert before that. And the reason they played Missoula is because the University of Montana is right. there. That, so they never, they always went to Missoula and Billings. They never went to Helena. Not any good ba- act anyway.
2: What was the biggest act that ever came to
1: Helena? <laughs> the biggest act in <laughs> Helena? You think about that. Probably the Mission Mountain Wood Band. I'm sorry? You ever heard of the Mission Mountain Wood uh, Band?
2: Maybe, but probably not. <laughs> no. No. <laughs>
1: And I'm kind of thinking um, the guy who did uh, Ain't No Sunshine, Bill Withers. Uh-huh. I think Bill Withers once came to Helena, wow. Montana. Pretty exciting Big stuff. Big time. Yeah. Outrageous. 888 thirty three ninety three. Your last chance to call and uh, sound off on whatever's on your mind. Coming up on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray,
0: Pat Gray Unleashed. Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. Gray
4: Unleashed. I went down to Miami and saw fish from the ocean swimming in the streets on a sunny day. (laughs) And you
1: know what kind of problem that can be. Uh, You'll see a lot of fishermen lined up on the (laughs) sidewalks trying to catch fish and being run over by cars. And then there's the problem of sharks on the streets of Miami.
2: <laughs> I mean that clogs up traffic. Next thing does. you know,
1: you got does. Sharks blocking intersections and rush hour comes. On a sunny day, no doubt.
2: On a sunny
1: day. I want to know. Huh? Have you ever seen the rain coming down? On a sunny day? I have, but I hmm. haven't seen fish swim not fish. down the street on a not on a sunny day. Sunny when it's cloudy, day. sometimes they'll swim through my neighborhood, uh but only on cloudy days. Oh. Uh and my neighborhood is Pretty far inland, kind of landlocked. So, huh? uh, I think that's a bad thing. Couple of things uh, to tell you about. We were talking th- yesterday about the uh, pharmacist to the to the Congress. The pharmacist. There's a pharmacy in Washington D.C. that hand delivers drugs that they've been prescribed senators and, and congressmen have been prescribed in office, and they bring them over to them and they take them and and so the the pharmacist was talking about how he's been doing this for a long time and he's gotten to know the the members of Congress. And what he was concerned with was some serious medications treating very serious diseases like diabetes and Alzheimer's disease. Now, when that comes up and you find out that members of Congress are being treated for Alzheimer's, holy cow, how are we not getting those guys out of office? How are you not stepping down? If you have Alzheimer's and you're representing your district or your state for the nation, and you're making decisions and you're writing laws or voting on laws that will affect hundreds of millions of people, and maybe the course of history itself, you got to be clear more clear-headed than to have Alzheimer's disease. Mm. That should be a prerequisite that you must step down if anything like that uh, develops in your head. I mean, come on. If you got any kind of dementia, you, you needn't be in Congress. And right now, new story from Politico. Republicans are worried about Thad Cochran. Now, he was the one who said he used to do weird things to animals or something. I believe the
2: quote is, um, uh, let's see. That? I grew up doing all kinds of indecent things with yes. animals. Yes. Okay. So I wonder if the pharmacist right. is given him medication uh, for that.
1: I hope. But now he's been recovering the past several weeks from some urological procedure and concern is growing on and off Capitol Hill over whether the 79 year old lawmaker will return to work Monday when the Senate comes back from recess, not to mention how long he'll be able to continue leading a high profile committee, which he does, or even remain in the Senate. Multiple sources have said that his, uh, Staff and allies received limited information from his family about his health status, which fuels more concern about him. Cochran's office maintains that the Mississippi Republican will return next week as planned. Senate Republican aides said they expect him back as well, Uh, but several sources and several allies of the senator said he's unlikely to be back next week increasing worry about his abs absence that could stretch through the end of the year. And is he a candidate for, you know, what we're concerned with here? Is it possible that Thad Cochran has Alzheimer's disease? Yeah.
2: He, well, he still has uh, three years. He's got through 2020 on his uh, term that he stole from uh, McDaniel. And Remember he's, seven, that?
1: he's 79 years old right now. Um, it's just, it's unbelievable that this is even an issue. I mean, it should just be common sense that you can't legislate for the United States of America if you have Alzheimer's disease. Also, uh, something considerably less serious. Uh, Unless you're a Cowboy fan, and then it it might be on equal footing. Uh Federal appeals court cleared the way for the NFL to impose the six-game suspension, finally, on Dallas Cowboy star Ezekiel Elliott. Because of the domestic violence allegations. Now, he wasn't charged with that. Police dropped the charges. So, why is the NFL charging him with something when police yeah,
2: uh, let it go? That. Yeah, I forgot. Isn't that strange? Yeah, interesting.
1: He claims he didn't do it. Jerry Jones investigated it, and he said he didn't do it. Uh, I, I think the girl in question says he didn't do it. So... Why is the guy being punished by the NFL when the justice system has has not charged him with a crime? Really strange. Really, really strange.
2: So, yeah. So, as of right now, right, with the suspension
1: yeah, he back on. Supposedly, he won't play Sunday. Well, they have a right? bye week, I oh, okay. think, this week. And so none of the Cowboys yeah. will play Sunday. Right. They've all been suspended for the wow, week.
2: Wow, that's, see, that's overreach right there. Uh, it is. That is, is a commissioner out of control. That's
1: too much. <laughs> I mean, never mind the, the legal system. Too much. Uh, also, Congress was warned yesterday that North Korea is capable of attacking the U.S. today with a nuclear EMP bomb that could indefinitely shut down the electric power grid and kill ninety percent of all Americans within a year. That is absolutely horrifying.
2: Right. And and that's not that's just not a hypothetical that you just no. said that hey, an EMP could kill up to ninety percent of Americans within a year. No, you started that by saying Congress was told yesterday that North Korea possesses this, correct?
4: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Yes, indeed. Happy weekend. And we could take steps to ensure that our infrastructure is protected from an EMP blast. And the estimates we heard in order to make that happen were like $10 billion, which is a drop in the bucket when you're talking about killing 90% of all Americans within a year. Why wouldn't you take that? We spend $10 billion on making sure that cave-dwelling trout are protected from (laughs) fishermen and uh, from bridges being built in their area. The cave dwelling Paiute trout is important enough to protect but American citizens are not. Madness. (laughs) I I say you take whatever precaution you need to in order to prevent an EMP from crippling this country. It's got to be done. All right. Back on Monday. Have a great weekend. Well, we're back on Monday if that guy's prediction of the world ending yeah, again. Monday doesn't happen. Again. again, we're up in the air as to whether we're going to survive. <laughs> we'll see you then. I'm Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat
0: Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.